You're listening to the Don's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And first off the top, we've got to apologise. Unfortunately, uh, poor old Nick had some computer issues. And mate, um, we sat in front of the computer a number of times last week. And uh, it's fair to say that we're probably lucky there was no recording available because <laughs> there was a whole bunch of expletives and <laughs> it wouldn't have made sense to anyone. But uh, we're hoping we've got the issue fixed now. Absolutely, mate. Uh, yeah, the old graphics card had given up the ghost uh, after trying to a number of things. So, um, yeah, apologies for uh, yeah, the, the week-long hold-up. But as you say, James, probably uh, yeah, allowed the yeah, frustrations to cool. And, um, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. But, um, look, uh, at the end of the day, we'll... We'll review briefly the, um, the the game against Port. I think we we owe it to everyone to at least give our as you know our ill-educated thoughts on that um, as always. Um, and then uh, you know we'll uh, go through and say, okay, look at the mid-season part. Like, how do we see uh, Essendon as we're going? As well as um, you know talking about some recent news that's happened over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, well, um, let's think. I've still got these horrible thoughts from uh, you know, last week, mate, so let's get on with it so we don't um, tempt the computer to frustrate us again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, I guess firstly, obviously it seems like an eternity ago now. Uh, we were done by port, and in the end it was a, what they called a, uh, it was a serviceable effort, um, only going down by 16 points away from home. Uh, isn't a bad effort, but, um, you know, as I said to you, mate, we don't want to become one of those clubs that just clap efforts. Uh, we want to be a club that actually achieves something as well. So, um, yeah, what did you take out of that game? Well, look, it was one of those games where, um, again, um, I suppose misuse of the football really frustrated us. And, and realistically, um you know, the damage had been done by Port in the first half. And uh, and then after that, um, you know, we kept them fairly quiet. Uh, particularly that third quarter, we, we started to get up. But, like, as we started the game, um, yeah, I think, realistically, in that first quarter, we each had six scoring shots. Unfortunately, Port were far more accurate, kicking four goals two to our zero goals six. And that's a, uh, yeah, that's a terrible effort, uh, yeah, by any stretch, James, to, to have not kicked a goal, but not only that, you had enough shots at goal to have kicked it through and um, our our uh, kicking efficiency was um, not up to AFL level standard, I'd, I'd have to say, um, which I'm sure frustrated, yeah, most other fans, not just myself. Yeah, well, I guess the thing was, um, you definitely saw we took the ball forward, but just uh, our inability to actually hurt sides all year is, really come to the fore and really stood out because we had a number of good uh, passages of play and we just can never capitalise and it seems all too easy for the opposition. And that's what happened with Port. They really just made us look a bit silly in the end. Well, um, and, and talking about looking a bit silly, Jane, like, um, the one thing I will say is our marking seemed a bit closer than it had, had been in previous games in terms of, you know, guys not hanging 10, 15 metres off the man. They were... You know, only, and I say only in inverted commas, um, 
you know, five metres off the mat. So we did look like we were marking a bit closer. But how we would, um, you know, share out who goes on, you know, which forward in our back line, you know, as, as people would sort of rotate there, uh, did make us look a bit silly at times, like particularly in that first quarter. At one point, you saw Finlayson mark easily over McGrath. Now, you know, Finlayson, he's been, you know, um, you know, Everyone's had a sledge at him, um, but he's a he's a tall arrangement, and um, certainly in a marking competition against McGrath, you'd expect him to win most of those, uh, and he certainly did, and, and you know, managed to kick a goal. And uh, it wasn't only like our marking; um, it was our just misuse of the footy, like we saw Parish. Like again, as much as he got the footy, James, there was that part there where in our back pocket, um, you know, Parish centred it almost straight to Rosie. Um, yeah, and, yeah, he went back to slot the goal, and it's, it's those sorts of things that, that really kill us. Now, no one uh, would ever question the the effort or endeavour of uh, Darcy Parish, um, but when you're coughing up stuff like that, it, it really hurts us. And uh, I suppose that on the mental side of things, you know, guys like uh, yeah Finlayson and Rosie, like they've been pretty down on form realistically. Um, the same as Zach Butters, I'm, I'm pretty sure he hadn't been hadn't a didn't yeah. have a great year, but geez, uh, Essen have a knack of bringing people into form, mate. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we just allowed them to get on, on top of us, uh, which yeah. is a bit disappointing. Oh, 100%. And uh, we saw some frustration boiling over, mate, at uh, the quarter time break um, with uh, Darcy Parrish, Dyson Heppel. Um, there's quite a few players there uh, having a bit of a chip in, but. Uh, Darcy wasn't having anything, anything to do with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I see that in a couple of ways. Uh, both of them disappointing, Jane, uh, because, you know, at the start of the year, you know, everyone talked about, oh, we're all aligned and we're not gonna, we've got a one-goal focus. Uh, and we've seen throughout this year that's simply not the case. Now, uh, it's one thing to, you know, have conversations behind closed doors uh, and, you know, that, that should be expected. Um and you know we've talked like we've heard on even on the Rish and Rath podcast, Jane. Um, you know they're, they're having these honest and tough conversations with each other. That's where they should um, should be had, not out on the field. And particularly from Darcy Parish, I understand his frustration, but you you simply cannot, you know, just have like give your captain a spray and then walk off on him. That um, I mean, it's one thing for us, uh, you know, football nappies on the outer to you know, talk about where people are at in their career. But like that, it seemed like complete disdain, really, um, from uh, from Parrish towards Heppel on that occasion. Um, but I it think, looked disgusting, really. Like, um, yeah. And look, some people say, oh, yeah, Parrish was flying the flag. He showed a lot more heart than some of the other bombers. But as you said, mate, there's a time and place for these conversations. Um, yeah, I truly believe like, that doesn't look good as a club when you have fighting out there like that um, and like look you're going to have honest feedback sessions and so forth and you know I don't know why Darcy couldn't have held on to that and, and spoke about it at the huddle um, at least it wouldn't have been picked up like it was and yeah and disappointingly like some of the players he's going off at is like you know Zach Reed and that like he's playing yeah. his fifth, fourth or fifth game you know yep. um, I wouldn't think that's too comfortable situation when you Trying to establish one of the senior players having a having a crack at you. So um, yeah, like, and I think in, in terms of like leadership, Jane, like if you're if you're looking at 
Darcy Parish as a potential leader, like in terms of his um, actual output, you know, from his, um, yeah, as an individual, um, absolutely, he's, he's putting up his end of the bargain. He's getting plenty of plenty of numbers, getting plenty of contested footy, plenty of uh, score, like score involvements and all that, all great stuff. But um, yeah, to be having a crack at you know young players, uh, yeah, particularly like yeah Zach Reed, as you say, yeah, under ten games. That kind of stuff. It's just not on. Um, it's it, that's not leadership. Um, yeah, when you're yeah having a crack at the younger players, um, yeah, you should be encouraging and all the rest of it. It's all right to to have high standards and and say you're not meeting this standard. That's fine. But like in that kind of forum, I, I don't think it was uh, it was well placed. But I just um, want to just jump in too. Hmm. Um, let's not forget, uh, Parish had some of the worst uh, turnovers. Hmm. In that first quarter alone, so it wasn't like he was flying a flag and doing everything correctly. Like he was having his own battles with the, with the footy himself. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, yeah, as I said, like he, he brought Rosie into the game, and um, yeah, it's. Uh, but look, it happened, um, and yeah, and he sort of moved on from there. Uh, but yeah, to end that quarter. Yeah, 20 points down after having the effectively the same amount of scoring opportunities is um, wasn't great. Um, and I suppose one thing I, I did um, take heart from um, it was particularly our, our backs. And again, they were they were peppered early from uh, uh, from Port, and we just saw you know the likes of Lav continue to stand up. And uh, yeah, I've, I've really I mean, we've all really appreciated Lav's game, um, but you know against Charlie Dixon, who's you know. Not you know setting the world alight at the moment, uh, but he's still a massive unit, Jane. Uh, mm. And I thought, uh, yeah, when Lav wrestled with Dixon um, and did everything to sort of tackle him and not give away a free, um, yeah, in that early part of the game, unfortunately they still paid it for in the back. Yeah, I just uh, found unfortunate. Um, but I think it was important that you know Lav at least continue to um, to fight and, and not back down from that. Um, yeah. But again, like it was a it was another quarter where um, our, our, our lack of efficiency in front of goal really cost us. So uh, in the second quarter, again, Port Pole and another four goals two, while we kicked uh, two goals three. So um, yeah, effectively that took them from a twenty point lead uh, to a thirty one point lead uh, going to that half. And again. They were making the most of their opportunities and, uh, you know, we were just uh, topping it and, you know, it didn't look a pretty score on it after I made it. Um, the biggest issue I've had about this whole season is just our ball movement has been horrendous. Um, and it certainly, you know, the conditions didn't really uh, help with the, with the way, but uh, surprisingly... For one of our first times um, that I can remember off memory, um, we actually played a much better brand of footy in the wet in the second half. Yeah, we did, Jane. Um, yeah, I mean, so down by 31 points, as I said, going to that third quarter, we, we seemed to actually lift a bit. Um, yeah, mind you, Port didn't go away, but their efficiency certainly dropped off. So they kicked the one goal four in that quarter uh, to our uh, four goals three. So much better quarter of footy. Um, and, um, 
Yeah, I suppose, like, just to uh, go back a bit, Jane, um, one thing that I, that I quite like from this game, we actually played uh, Tex Wanganeen, <clears throat> pardon me, um, for the game. Now, he's a, he's a developing player. Uh, we all know that. Uh, at times, he sold guys into pressure. Uh, and I guess you, you can sort of expect that, you know, getting up to the pace of our footy. But I think, realistically, you just have to play guys like Tex Wanganeen and, and Zach Reed, and um, you know, just watch them sort of develop because they're going to be the future of, uh, of our football club. So I thought it was good that we uh, uh, at least gave him another game under his belt, a proper game, not sitting on the bench. Um, and we did see, like, for as much as we've um, uh, lamented Heppel's uh, lack of tackling, uh, in that second quarter he was rewarded with a good tackle in the middle of the ground. Uh, and that's where he did, uh, you know, work it up to fill it to um, marked and gold. But um, one point of difference um, was I suppose we don't really have that breakaway player, that one with a burst of speed and uh, the one on Port's side was uh, Pal Pepper, who I thought gave us a bit of a bath uh, throughout the match, Jane. Um, you know, he had plenty of shots on goal, really could have kicked a, quite a number. Um, but we just had no one to actually uh, you know, shut him down. Um, yeah. And, and as much as we got on top in that third quarter, he continued to be a, a bit of a problem. Yeah, I believe we've had a crack at him in the past, mate, trying to bring him across. Uh, but uh, couldn't get an agreement, obviously. But, yeah, he's the kind of player that, yeah, you know, he's a hard and tough. And, yeah, he's not the most polished players at time, uh, player at time, but he can definitely uh, dig in deep. Um, and he's a bit of a fan favourite over there now. So, um, yeah, he, he would, wouldn't be a bad player, mate, uh, wearing the red and black, but don't think that's going to be on the cards. But, yeah, he <laughs> did definitely uh, have a point of difference against some of our players, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, other good things that we saw from that third quarter, so Jones, who'd obviously um, you know, just come back for this game, um, <clears throat> he was pretty quiet, you'd have to say, for the match. But in that third quarter there, um, you know, Hind laced him out about 45 metres out and he's good enough to... Uh, uh, to go back and slot it. So um, I thought that was good science and good to see him back, um, really. Uh, but I guess on the flip side of that, you know, time and time again throughout the game, we saw, you know, you'd have Jones, Wright, um, uh, and even sometimes, uh, I think he might have even had um, uh, Phillips, you know, all flying for the same footy, uh, three big blokes. And then, uh, yeah, if... If one of them didn't take the mark, uh, then Port were able to whip it out pretty quickly. So, you know, that forward craft continues to be an area of uh, you know, needed development for us. And then, you know, guys, you know, sticking to their leading patterns and not getting in each other's way. Uh, but good to see James back. Um, there's also a um, uh, also a bit of a, a scaffold. Um, I remember with... Uh, um, yeah, I think it was Dixon getting into some of our players, and it was McGrath of all people who um, yeah. yeah went up to Dixon and got in his face, grabbed him by the jumper. I thought that was that was excellent leadership from McGrath. But um, yeah, the sad thing was, mate, there was no one to support McGrath. Yeah. So uh, um, if I was McGrath, I would have done the old "hold me back, hold me back," yeah, know, yeah. Um, <laughs> hoping that someone will jump in and. Um, I could at least win the moral victory, but uh, he was left to cop it. And, uh, yeah, it's a bit surprising, you know, or a bit disappointing, you know, I didn't see anyone come across to try and 
giving McGrath a bit of a chop out. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit. Um, other things that were disappointing was, um, you know, we, we saw Smith again have a fairly quiet game, had a couple of shots of goal, but uh, again, um, inaccurate. And they're just, um, yeah, that it does hurt us. Um, but on the flip side of the goods, so um, we saw Durham uh, crumb the footy and uh, kick a nice one in that third quarter. And I thought it was good to see him kick a goal, Jay. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, and like, it's great to see because <laughs> let's face it, we've, we've been lacking goal kickers. So any goal kickers are great, but great to see him kick one. Mm. Uh, yeah, so apart from that, uh, yeah, we ended up at uh, third quarter uh, down by just 14 points. So you thought, oh, you know, as bad as we played that first half, we could potentially be you know, in with a sniff here. Uh, but unfortunately, it just never transpired. Um, you know, both sides remained goalless for that last quarter. They were like it was a kind of a dead rubber. Um, both it was sides. a shocking standard of footy yeah. in that last quarter. And like you can excuse the wet a tiny bit, but no excuses mm. for yeah, it was basically played between the um, forward 50s. Uh, yeah, in between the two forward 50s. Hardly any ball went down forward mm. because it was just turnover city time. Yeah. Um, again, we saw you know Draper try to um, you know bust through and try a snap for goal, but that kick team went higher than it did long. Um, so uh, you know we all love his endeavour, uh, but his kicking uh, still needs a lot of work. Um, you saw him even try uh, you know, just throwing his boot at it almost. Um, yeah. Like a like a soccer um, striker, Jane, um, mm. but that one missed and went to the side. So yeah, realistically, as much as we thought we might have been in with the shit, the shot, um, it, it wasn't to be. Uh, an end of the game, uh, yeah, down by sixteen points. Yeah, six goals, fourteen uh, to their nine goals, twelve, and that like that inaccuracy, Jane. Uh, look, I, I think obviously the horse has bolted for this year, but. That has to be an area where we just need to knuckle down. And, you know, if the footies come out, there has to be, you know, time spent on goal kicking because the, the players just don't seem comfortable in front of goal. No. Nah. And as I said, uh, it was great to see James back. Um, I'm hoping he gets some continuity for the rest of the season. Um, but, uh, you know, our forward line structure has really been questionable all year. And, it's basically Peter, Peter Wright or bust, you know. Um, yeah. Unless he has a big game, kind of struggle. Um, and let's face it, however, and I've got to say, I wasn't really happy with Peter Wright's positioning on the day. No. Um, I think he could come up and beat the footy. Well, um, and that's the thing, James. Like we've continued to lament that you know he doesn't lead at the footy. And like, I wonder if it's a confidence thing. Like early in the year, he seemed to be leading and like flying for, for marks and all the rest of it. But now he just seems to want people to, you know, kick it over his head. And um, that's not a sustainable game plan uh, because, you know, one, the, the defenders are going to know where the ball is going to go. Or two, um, if our players, you know, inaccurate with the kick, uh, which is highly unlikely for the Essendon Football Club, mm. um, you know, it's either going to go over his head or, um, you know, short. 
and he, he won't be able to impact the contest in any case. So you really need to be leading up to the footy. That was um, that was pretty disappointing. And I think that's the, as much as a quiet game as Harry Jones had, uh, one thing he, he did all game was he continued to present, uh, you know, got, got his running around. So um, as he gets back to AFL level footy, um, yeah, I'll look forward to seeing him actually lead for, for marks and uh, yeah, get better positioning and hopefully... That'll um, yeah free up a bit of that forward line there because it's very uh, like it's it's full of it's, it, there's a lot of players down there because we're so slow with moving the football uh, and with our forwards not actually leading for it everyone's basically in the one position um, it's just too congested for us to to do anything meaningful meaningful with it so um, yeah uh, yeah the forward line coach um, yeah certainly needs to be. Uh, uh, needs a lot of work done. Now, is it um, is it Carousella working on the forwards, Joe? No, he was in transition, so he's more midfield. So you're looking at Dale Tappy, I think it is, uh, the guy from Brisbane. Yeah. So we've got this funny... Oh, I think it's strange. GMC user was a really smart forward. Yep. But he's coaching our backs. And, um, you know, Carousella was a smart forward... Mid, but mm. yeah, you know, he's coaching the midfield exclusively, and um, yeah, we haven't really, you know, maybe that's why our defensive strategies aren't that great. We, you know, we've basically got forward people trying to teach defenders, and maybe it's not gelling now. Obviously, that simplifies it, but um, I don't know about you, mate, but uh, you know, sometimes to have someone who's learnt the craft down there might might have some better ideas, but. And that's the thing, and in terms of transition, uh, that's been an abject failure. Um, you know, obviously not questioning the uh, you know, the ability of, of Carousella as a coach, but um, yes, I think the um, you know, coaching lineup need to have a good hard chat with each other and um, say, okay, look, this is clearly isn't working. What's Plan B? Um, and certainly, uh, yeah, like at all three areas of the ground, like. Yeah, mids, defence, forwards, none of it you can say is working particularly well. Um, but, you know, there's always the potential that, you know, we're getting a few, well, quite a few um, players back from injury after the bye, Jane. Um, yeah, well, we to... hoped one of them would be Jake Stringer. Mm. But um, I just read Scooter's report. and Sounds like he spent a lot of time with the medical staff today, so... Yeah, apparently that was after just 20 minutes of, of training or so, Jane. Yeah. Uh, which is, that's really disappointing to hear. Mm. Uh, so I guess we'll wait for the full medical report. But um, Well, coming from Essendon, mate, we'll, we should learn sometime <laughs> next week. Uh, I'm looking forward to the update. <laughs> uh, because we certainly, I uh, remember, I think the biggest laugh we can have as members these days is members first. Mm. Um it should be media first because they get everything first. And yep. um, as Paul Brasher said in his video, mate, some things just fall through the cracks and they forget to unpass it to their members, which is pretty disappointing. But um, yeah, I, I think I think we should touch on that uh, yep. briefly, Jane. That that Paul Brasher video. I mean, all of us have been asking for it. You know, where's when's he actually going to come out and talk to us? Um, when is the club going to be honest with the fans and, and let us know what's going on? Um, and to me, it was, uh, I don't know, I felt like a lot of the language was um, 
pretty, uh, uh, yeah, derogatory to the fan base isn't, uh, is, is too strong, but um, it was pretty demeaning really where, you know, he was like, oh, no, we're on the right path. We, you know, I did this internal review and after I communicated with the board, um, we all you know, unanimously agreed that you know, Xavier was the right person to bring us forward. So he, um, yeah, extended his contract for another couple of years. Um, and to say it fell through the cracks, um, that just doesn't cut it. That's, that's crap. Um, you know, I think most of us um, would have expected him to fall in his sword a little bit and at least say, yeah, look, no, we should have told you. We didn't. We apologise for that. That's all he had to say, really. Um, but to say it fell through the cracks, um, that just reeks of excuses to me, Jane. I'll tell you what it sounds like, and I think this has been raised by others, but this is how I... It was a club that was uh, you know, embarrassed by its decision, and that's why it didn't want to publicise it. Um, you know, it's, in, it's not embarrassed in that it was the wrong decision, but it was embarrassed to talk about making that decision. Um, so, to me, there was no conviction about that signing. Um, as soon as the media got onto it, they should have just come straight out and they said, yep, yep. we have signed him for two years. Uh, we believe he's doing the right things in these areas, rah, rah, rah. Yep. And then stand by your decision. Yep. But to me, it was almost sneakingly like added and like falling through the cracks. There's no way known that fell through the cracks, mate, because became quite a media story. So, yeah, it did. Could, and, uh, <laughs> and to, say, yeah, and that's, and that's the thing. And to, and to, I suppose, add insult to injury, he sort of said, oh, yeah, and the board, you know, you know with uh, the likes of Kevin Cheedy, Sean Wellman, you know, Simon Madden. Madden. Simon Madden. And you think, oh, and they were the three that immediately <laughs> came to mind as if to, you know, be a, I suppose, a, a call to all loyal supporters to go, okay, well, if, if these three legends of the club are um, calling for it, then it must be the right decision. I, I think that was a bit um, sort of underhanded and, and, and sneaky as well in that um, they're officially, uh, uh, not officially, but like they're um, basically saying that, um, you know, if you um, like watching these players, you you like them through their careers, then surely you'll agree with their decision um, that Xavier's the, the right man for the job. You, that's not an objective, um, you know, a business decision for mine. That's a that's a heart-based thing. We all, um, you know, lord our, our heroes, legends and that kind of thing. We all talk about, oh, I remember when, you know, Michael Long did this or Jimmy Hurd did this on the, on the field. Um, of course, we all love those things. Um, but to, you know, I suppose extend their contracts in a business sense, um, surely you'd expect some kind of objective reasoning uh, for that rather than, um, yeah, I suppose, sticking with a bit of a boys' club they seem to have established there. Yeah, and I think the other thing we should touch on is the uh, review that's now happening, the internal review. Um, and and uh, Paul Brusher said, we don't need to do it. Outside review, you only do outside reviews when you want a decision made that you're too scared to announce yourself. Um, but like extending the uh, the contract <laughs> of your president, <laughs> exactly. And also, the other thing was that where I think we should all almost 
call out for for what it is, is that he's calling a review where uh, Xavier Campbell, Ben Rutten, Adrian Dodoro, and himself are all guaranteed their positions. So that says to me that that's not a review, that's just a, uh, a way of saying, well, our key st- stakeholders are staying the same no matter what. Yep. We might get rid of a coach here or there, but um, an assistant coach, that is. But uh, that's going to be the, the guts of it all. And to me, um, you know, I don't have any faith in that review being done correctly. No, no. You, I mean, I, I sort of imagine there's going to be a, a predefined position on that. Um, and, you know, all Essendon supporters will remember back to the saga days where, you know, um, yeah, decisions were basically made before processes were undertaken. Um, so that should hit particularly hard at uh, you know, fans and members alike, I would imagine. And I, I think it was pretty disappointing uh, communications from the club. Um, so, uh, I mean, realistically, we, we've got no... <laughs> I mean, I'll, you and I, Jane, we're, we're glued on. Um, yeah, they'll continue to yeah, do whatever they like and... Uh, yeah, you and I both know we'll still rock up. You know, the next time Essendon play, we'll still um, you know, put over our, our money for memberships and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, but uh, certainly, um, I and among with uh, a lot of other people, I'm sure, are communicating to the club. Um, you know, whether it through uh, yeah the surveys that they've been releasing out or um, yeah, direct emails. I know that some people have done um, while they. Yeah, individually they probably don't do a lot by themselves. I think collectively, um, there is still an opportunity to, um, uh, I suppose, touch in uh, with the leadership of the club to say, "Look, we're not happy. Um, yeah, and we want improvement." Uh, if that improvement doesn't come in the in the form of external reviews and, and all the rest of it, um, yeah, we can continue to to push and lobby and fight. Um, the one thing I, I would say is that. Um, yeah, I suppose for me, James, it was kind of a uh, predicament of a situation the other week where I was feeling pretty downtrodden about the club and, and the direction it's taken. Um, but then, like, I, I signed up for the uh, VFLW membership a few years ago uh, to be an inaugural member. Um, and then when the AFLW uh, membership you know, call was raised, yeah, that's when I was at my sort of lowest ebb of um, yeah, thoughts for the, for the club. But I still thought, yeah, but I do want red and black in the AFLW. Um, that, like, that's something that's important to me. I, I think, like, for me, I, I've, I've found it hard to um, engage with the AFLW when there's not an Essendon side in there. I, I just can't get yeah. excited for it, Jane. Yeah. Um, and so, yep, yeah, I signed myself and my kids up to be AFLW members for Essendon. Um, so, yeah, the, the one thing I would say to people, if you, yeah, Annoyed with the club, yeah, we've, you've got every right to be. Um, but uh, I suppose, yeah, I suppose feelings of abandonment for the club, like feeling like, nope, stuff this, I'm going to burn my membership, jack it in the microwave, um, Alper Ninthland um, a few years ago. That's probably not going to speak to um, the leadership. If you, I suppose, engaging, um, yeah, more constructive communication, yeah, through, you know, whether it's emails or, um, 
you know, if there's lobby groups or anything like that, um, you know, I'd, I'd certainly encourage that um, because the actual uh, football club itself um, is something I still believe in, but I am just uh, disappointed the direction it's, it's currently under. So, um, yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on that, Joe? Yeah, well, I got my uh, 30 year uh, membership this year, um, which comprised of a, uh, a salon or a, um, a circle that says 30. Right? Oh, I don't know how you. I've got to apply that to something myself, you know. I thought after 30 years, um, I might get more, something more than that. Like, just, you know, I don't know, even put it on a scarf or something, but it, it was just. A, a train basically it looked like a transfer, mate. That I had bit of an afterthought, yeah. I don't know what to do with that, like, um, yeah. But I thought, and like, there's people out there have been members for much longer than me, so yeah, I'm not trying to grandstand here, but I think 30 years is a bloody good commitment considering uh, what we've been through, um, and and that's a another thing about recognition. I think our club is kind of let itself down a bit and now my daughter she's still waiting for her membership pack you know when they're in you know approaching middle of july yeah, oh, sorry june sorry middle of june um yep still waiting for a membership pack so you know these kind of things that um you know i think ultimately i'll always be a member of the club as long as i'm still breathing um because I love the club, not the people who run it, and uh, vice versa. I don't want to hurt the club just because I don't like the people or the or the actions of the people running the club at the moment. Yeah, Because um, cool. I always think their time will come, and we want the club to still be there. So, um, yeah, I'll still be supporting the club in any avenue that I always have. So what but, you're saying, Jamie, is um, at the end of this, uh, you know, <laughs> the truth will come out and we'll be in a very good position. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, uh, sit tight and be confident. Uh, <laughs> I think um, we've got lots of things to look forward to. Um, I'm hoping not in another 20 years' time because, you know, um, uh, yeah, I don't want to be in the 60s or 70s next time we win a final. So, um, yeah, I want to still be having enough energy to really embrace it but um yeah look it's been a total disappointing year with you know after the hope of last year yeah, I thought we we're making some real growth but um it was a false dawn as you say mate that's the best thing you said but uh our young like somebody put up I think it might even be Scooter again and he does a great job I should always take my hat off to him because I get a lot of information out of him um yep. but uh I think he put up our under-21s. And when you read the names, mate, we are in a pretty good position, young player-wise. Um, yep. So, you know, we've had, you know, I think what's been noticed, and we probably, none of us picked it up at the time, but we cut too much experience all at once. Yeah. Um, and it's left the club to be pretty poorly run, to be honest, like, you know, Michael Hurley can't get out there, so you've got no on-field general. Um, you know, Dyson Heppel, we've spoken about his struggles as captain um, mm. in that. He's great at a gear up, well done, boys, keep it going, boys, but 
you wonder if he has those really tough conversations that sometimes are required. Yeah. Um, and like, you only have to look at Melbourne, mate. Like Mitch Brown, you know, we got rid of him a few years ago. Gee, we'd love him now. Um, mm. So these are the kind of players that we kind of chopped out just to, uh, you know, in the hope that these young players are going to come through. But they need guidance too. Mm. So I guess while we're on this subject, uh, the club's kind of spoken about uh, we've got a lot of cash to spend this year, mate, um, and I hope we do get some good players coming through the door. But uh, Eddie Maguire dropped a bit of a bomb uh, when he's saying that Andy McGrath is being uh, spoken to by both St Kilda and Richmond. Um, I think that would take a big step back if uh, if he was to leave. And uh, there's reports that he's not happily at the club at the moment. Yeah, I mean it's an interesting one. I mean, you expect these conversations to occur. I mean, you'd, you'd almost be worried if. Uh, if players weren't, I mean, if, if other clubs weren't bothering to speak to your players, that uh, they saw value in uh, to have a have a look around their facilities. Um, so you expect it to occur. I mean, it's a, it's a business after all, Jamie. You get, what, maybe 10, at most 15 years of an AFL career uh, within which to you know, to make your money and, uh, and your livelihood and all the rest of it. So I don't, um, uh, you know, I don't, um, you know, begrudge players, you know, chatting with their managers and seeing what's available. Um, but you're right, in, in terms of leadership, we uh, have a yeah, severe uh, lack of proper leaders. Some of that is through, um, yeah, list, um, list mismanagement, uh, to be quite blunt. Um, yeah, you look, at the, you look at the sort of makeup of, of players we've brought into the side um, that, yeah, could potentially be at that sort of age range. And you're looking at a, a Dev Smith um, who, yep, he's, he's fiery, he's got tenacity and all the rest of it, James, but he's also, um, you know, shown himself to be, um, you know, not as uh, disciplined as others uh, out on the field. And I think that can reflect poorly on at times. Um, yeah, Dylan Shield, he's at that sort of 28 um, age range, I think, James. Um, and he's just not uh, one of those leaders that, that brings other people along. I think, you know, for more reports, he's an absolutely dedicated tra- uh, trainer, gets the best out of himself, but he doesn't seem to be one of those people who brings other people along with him. Um, so we do have a, a real dearth of, of proper leaders around the club. You know, injuries uh, really, really hurt us. So, yeah, you, you Nick Hurley's and all the rest of it. Um, uh, and you look at, like, how much experience um, we, we've lost through hooker. Uh, Decisions like, uh, you know, delisting a Mitch Brown, James, I don't think any of us would have, um, uh, you know, said, oh, no, we really need him, you know, in the side for the leadership or any other um, part. Uh, yes, it, it's good to have those sorts of guys, but really he, he wasn't going to set the world on fire. So I don't, um, you know, begrudge the club those decisions. I think I was largely on board with that. Um, but it's the type of players that... Um, We've got, we haven't got in over a long period of time. We seem to have uh, corrected that to a degree, James. So, um, yeah, obviously bringing in blokes um, like McGrath, um, yeah, younger guys like um, Perkins, um, yeah, real driven guys that, um, you yeah, know, want to get the best out of themselves. Uh, but unfortunately, the 
the the gap between a sort of most experienced players um, and yeah, the rest of the team is, is pretty stark. You know, at least six years of proper AFL level um, uh, sort of training there. Whereas you look at your sides, like uh, I know we call them sort of yeah, the grandpa's parade kind of thing, Jay. But you look at Geelong and they've got blokes all over the the um, the ground. You know, that sort of late twenties, um, yeah, early thirties age range to show that bit of leadership and grunt when things get tough. Um, they get in there. Uh, make sure everyone's pulling their weight and uh, stick it to the game plan. And that's what we just don't have. Um, that's uh, yeah, part of the reason we're seeing such inconsistency. And you in touch this, on Geelong, mate, just jumping in there, that this is why you get Sam DeConnings and that um, they come into a side that's really established, um, got leaders all around them, and you know, they have a much easier transition impacting on games. Um there's a long, lot to be said about earning games rather than just being given games. And, yep. um, you know, this is what these clubs do. And I think sometimes clubs are too worried about, oh, yeah, we can spruik, we've got the youngest list or the second youngest list or whatever. Geelong don't care about that. And, you know, I'm not a Geelong fan by any stretch. You know, all my in-laws barry for Geelong, so I actually despise them at times. Yep. But, um, <laughs> but I will say this... Um, you know, they're admirable because they just stay up all the time. And, you know, I'm yeah. waiting for that fall, you know, just to kind of let them know, hey, your club's not invincible. And in the space, they haven't gone on to win flags or anything in the last 10 or so years. But, gee, they're always up there. And, um, you, know, you know, they've played more, you know, they've had more final wins in the last last one year to yeah. our last 20, you know. So, yeah. That's, uh, that's the really thing that hits home. Um, and, you know, we just need to uh, have a look and see what we can do to rectify it. And I think what we need is a bit of a spending spree, mate, um, to fix up some areas and, and maybe make some you know, calculated punts on players around that 25 to 30 age because uh, we certainly need to bulk up that that age demographic, in my opinion. Certainly do, Jane. Um, yeah, certainly guys who know their position, um, you know, know their lives, know how to stick to a game plan, um, especially in the light of um, you know, some of our fading stars, Jane. Um, you know, we've talked about Dyson Heppel and his sort of lack of form. Um, you know, most of us tip that he won't hold on to his captaincy um, uh, going into the new year. Uh, but there's a lot of doubt whether he'll actually go on at all with his degenerative uh, sort of foot um, condition, Jane. Um, and, and I suppose his uh, uh, yeah, performance output as a whole, like that's a that's a pretty cold thing to say, really, after a bloke who has been a champion for the club. Um, but when you look at it in the cold, heart, hard light of day, uh, and you sort of think, yeah, is he winning his position? Would he be in the best 22 if he wasn't the captain? Um, I, I personally doubt he would. Um, yeah, I don't doubt his, his courage, um, but I do doubt his ability to um, to stick with his man and beat his opponent. Um, and right now, I, I doubt his ability to lead the side out of the out of the park. So he doesn't um, have any penetration in that kicking, mate. Um, yeah, yeah. So he's, every every time he has a possession, he gets a lot of possessions, mate. He's always around the 20, 25 to thirty. Yep. Um, but the opposition can read it so easily because the ball's got no speed on it. Like, yeah. you know, 
it, they can defend it so much easier because they can see that each kick, as I said, has no penetration, so it just floats and it's not hard for them to get a, a defender across to it. So, yeah, he's just not damaging at all. And um, There was a report saying that he hadn't been offered a contract at this stage. Well, I would hope not and, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, it's not to say that he shouldn't play next year at all, but he needs a much reduced role if he is going to stay on um, because, you know, he he's taking up a position on that halfback flank and we should touch on too, mate. We had the mid-season draft um, and we picked up the Mossimo D'Ambrosio. Uh, That's it. Another uh, oh, Adam Saad kind of player, uh, half-back, uh, under 180 centimetres. <laughs> I don't know about Adam Saad, but old James, this guy can actually use the ball well. Uh, yeah, but Saad, he could at times, just sometimes. <laughs> yeah. uh, I won't stick up for him too much. But, uh, yeah, Saad can use it at times, but like a lot of times he's focused on having another bounce, isn't he? But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we picked up two players under 180 centimetres. So mm. um, I was thinking we might go with Carmichael. He's the 190 centimetre uh, midfielder. Been kicking a few goals. But, yeah, the club must really like uh, Mossimo because uh, they chose him uh, at the risk of letting Carmichael through and he ended up getting picked up by the Pites. Well, I think, you know, I don't, I don't um, actually... Uh... Yeah, I think that's a bad thing because one thing we've you know, continued to lament on, you know, regarding Essendon for a number of years, Jane, let alone just this year, is our poor use of the footy. And um, Massimo is uh, yeah, known to be quite an adept user of the footy. Um, so as much as, yeah, he's not a, he's not a large arrangement, um, as you say, under that 180 centimetre mark, um, his point of difference is his, is his ball use. Now, <clears throat> I'm really hoping um, that that'll actually translate to AFL level footy. Obviously, he's uh, played a couple of VFL games and he's got high high possession count as well as use a footy well there. So it seems to have done well. But um, yeah, for those of us who remember uh, Ben McNeese, um, it was supposed to be a really good use of the footy, uh, but it never translated to, uh, to AFL, Jane. Um, so I'm hoping it'll be a much better story than that. Uh, yeah, it looked to, it, yeah, from his highlight reel, and that's all I could really speak to. Um, he, he also seems to have a... Um, yeah, a good mark on him, uh, ability to sort of mark overhead, um, which certainly I don't remember McNeese ever having. So, um, no, I think, um, yeah, I think he's worth a punt if he if he can use the ball well. Um, and then, uh, you yeah, know, on the other side of the ground, uh, so they picked up um, uh, young bloke, uh, Jai... Um, Menzies, is it? Jai Menzies, that's it. A uh, small forward, and that's... Another area of the ground where obviously we, we just don't have that many blokes who can play that position well. He's supposed to be quite a tenacious guy, always after the tackle. Uh, he's been known to kick a number of goals. Um, yeah, you saw through his, uh, uh, I suppose, most recent um, games, he's kicked, you know, balls of four and five, um, you know, relatively consistently, which is uh, pretty good, as well as, you know, high, high tackle counts, um, which is um, good to hear. So, um, yeah, I did find, um, you know, the, uh, you know, Rob Forster Knight's comments that, yeah, this was an area that 
we'd uh, identified after the last few weeks with <laughs> McDonald Tip Moody um, retiring. I would hope that the Essendon Football Club would know we need small forwards um, yeah. a lot earlier than a few weeks ago, Jane. Yeah, sure. That's uh, been staggering how much we've uh, left one and probably been amplified with uh, Will Snelling being out, um, mm. who is known to be quite tenacious down there at times. Uh, you got the half of what Devin Smith used to be, so he's obviously not there. And then you've got you know, 18-year-old Tex Wang and he haven't learned in the ropes. So, mm. yeah, I think that really should stand out as a weakness. Um, obviously, we've got the Davy boys that potentially could uh, or should be coming back to the club or should coming to the club on uh, yeah. at the end of the end of this season. And um, there's another Aboriginal boy, is it Manakara? Manakara, I think it is. Yeah. He, um, of all years... Uh, if your player in the NGA is tipped in the or is picked in the top forty, mate, you miss out on him. Uh, no option to bid. So, um, of course, that would happen to us. You know, yeah. we've got potentially a great one coming through. So, I'm sure the club will be trying to find a pick to secure him if they're rating him very highly. But uh, yeah, mate, I I don't know what to make of um, of our list makeup at the moment because. Uh, you know, his reports uh, should say uh, our VFL boys had a win. Um, uh, I don't know if you watched that game, mate. It was quite thrilling. Uh, they they, they uh, won it basically on the siren. Um, mm. uh, snap for goal, um, basically just on the verge of the siren going, and the yeah. ball bounced through as uh, Sutton, I think it was. Uh, yeah, that's it. Kicked the kicked the point and. Uh, it was great to see the boys think, but a player that really stood out in that game to me was uh, James Stewart, mate. He mm. took about 18 marks, and some of them were obviously ended up being match-saving marks. And uh, There's been some reports he's actually training up forward now. So um, a bit of back-to-future for James Stewart if he <laughs> does end up returning as a, as a forward uh, to assist Peter Ott. Yeah, it's an interesting one, James. Because, um, I mean, look, that's... Um, I, I sort of think that he... I thought he's played quite well down back, um, you know, since having gone down there. No, he's not a world beater, but I, I think each each game he, he holds his position well. Yes, he has a couple of bonehead moments here and there. Um, you know, apparently he still had some in the VFL for that game, Jane, where he coughed the ball up, but then he, he made it back up by marking the ball back again. So, um, yeah, potentially inflating his numbers there. But, um, like, he does know how to take a mark. He does know how to use a footy, footy fairly well. Um, and realistically, in terms of key backs, Jane, you know, we don't really have any on the list. We've got, you know, Zach Reed, who's developing, Um you know, we've got Cody Brand who's developing, but uh, I, I, yeah, you, you sort of cast him to the wolves if you're expecting, you know, Zach Reed to stand up uh, to the to the biggest. Um, we got your mate, mate, uh, Zerk Thatcher. Zerk Thatcher, yeah. I mean, again, like none of us have ever uh, doubted the uh, the effort of Zerk Thatcher, but he's just a very limited player uh, in terms of, you know, he he can um, yeah spoil the ball out, but then. Yeah, at most that results in uh, yeah the 
uh, I suppose, a ball in and then potentially winning the next um, contest out because we know that we're, we're not a great um, uh, side of winning, winning the, um, uh, the stoppages around the ground. Um, so I, I, I don't see Zerk Thatcher as our long-term um, key position defender, Jane. Um, Jimmy Stewart, I thought, was doing quite a good job. Yeah, chucking him up forward when you've just brought back Harrison Jones. Yeah, you've got Peter Wright um, playing up there. Um, you're currently playing two rucks. So, you know, a combination of Phillips and Draper. Uh, I, I do question whether we're actually going to, you know, put him up forward again because I think we're playing too tall um, down there. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. If, uh, if that's the wisest move, potentially, then they're not doing that at all. But I don't know. What do you reckon about it, Jane? Yeah, it's, I don't know. Um, we can kind of see, you know, well, we've got Harry Jones back now. Mm. Um, so I don't think there's any specific need to chuck Stewart forward. Um, maybe if uh, Jones was uh, out for longer, um, then I could understand it. But, uh, you know... And is that time better invested in playing Kane Baldwin, um, you know, up forward if you want to play a third tall? Um, yeah. But, you know, these are the decisions that would have to be made. But uh, to me, it doesn't matter who you play up there. The way we transition our forward 40, uh, it's horrendous. So um, I don't think anyone will su- uh, succeed down there unless we move the ball much better in the second half of the season. Yep. That's all we can hope for. Absolutely. Why don't we have a break, mate? We'll come back and we'll do our Don's Cast Metal Votes for the Port game. And just sort of something a bit different, uh, when we do our By the Numbers segment, instead of doing the uh, game for the Port, uh, you know, our review of the game for Port, we're going to do a bit of a pre-buy review of each of the players. Post-buy, that is. Yeah, pre-buy, post-buy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, if this was done last week, it would be pre-buy. <laughs> yeah, you're right, post-buy. But, um, yeah, let's have a break and we'll come back with our Don's Cast Metal Boat. You're listening to Don's Cast, and mate, we finally get to our votes from the Port Adelaide game. And I'll handball to you first, mate. Yeah, well, actually, speaking of handballs, I think we all saw uh, yeah, Draper's efforts uh, from the other night, James. So, <laughs> certainly hope that's another area of his game he's going to work on. Uh, but looking towards the Don's Cast medal votes, um, another sort of interesting one to uh, to sort of do our votes on, James. I found it pretty difficult um so i'll be interested to see how you went about it uh but for me for one vote i went for um andy mcgrath i thought um look he, he played a solid game uh without being outstanding uh but again what i liked about him was he he actually stood up for teammates uh, when they needed to um yeah that that one against uh dixon um yeah when he Looked to be uh, trying to ruffle some of our younger blokes up. Um, McGrath went in there and he certainly was a bit of a David versus Goliath kind of thing, Jane, but um, he got it in his face, which I thought was good. In terms of his actual output of the game, 
Um, look, he had 20 disposals. He actually used his kick um, you know, a lot more. So 14 kicks to six handballs, which I think is important. And it's sort of reflective when you look at metres gained. Like out of 20 disposals, he had yeah, 465 metres gained for us of the game, uh, which is good. Had a couple of tackles as well. Um, but I guess more than that, he, he used the ball fairly well, went at 80%, um, but also had six score, uh, score involvements and five intercept possessions. So I thought he uh, had a solid game, um, but it was mostly that uh, yeah, standing up for your teammates, which I quite liked about his game. So I thought he um, deserved a vote there. Uh, two votes, I went for Jaden Laverty. Um, look, he, he battled hard all game, as he does each and every game, Jane. Um, yeah, went up against Dixon, who he's given up a lot of size against. Uh, at times and um, yeah, battled really well. Um, so time and time again, he uh, yeah, thwarted a number of uh, forays uh, for Port. In fact, he, he tallied uh, 10 intercept possessions, Jane, uh, which is pretty bloody good and used the ball well, as, you know, going at about sort of 85% um, as well uh, from his 13 possessions. So I thought um, another good game from Jaden Laverde. Uh, for the three votes, I actually went for Nick Martin. Um, Again, he just used the ball, you know, really smartly. Um, you know, didn't set the world on fire. Like, had the 25 disposals and uh, kicked one goal too. Certainly could have kicked another couple, but, um, yeah, snaps went astray. Uh, but, again, um, out of those 25 positions, 16 of those were kicks. And, you know, when you look at his metres gained, 576. So he's getting the ball going forward for us. And more than that, he had 12 marks, Jane, um, which is just huge. Um, so I'm really liking um, the way he goes about it, Jane. So he gave him the three votes. Uh, four votes, I went for Nick Hind. Um, now, for a game that we largely lacked any sort of forward momentum, he was one that absolutely tried to you know, give us a kick up the bum and uh, tell us to get going. Out of the 26 times he had uh, handled the footy, Jane, he kicked it 22 times. Um, which resulted in 673 metres gained for us, which is uh, yeah, bloody huge. Uh, so uh, really got us going forward. And what I liked more about his game is he, you know, obviously playing defence, but, um, you know, that more defensive side of his game where he had a couple of tackles, he had a couple of clearances, um, but also, you know, went offensive and had a goal assist, um, which I thought was uh, was really good. And, um, you know, Used the ball um, relatively well. I mean, yeah, 73%. Um, but you think at the, I suppose, the breakneck speed is, is coming out with the footy. Um, but when you break it down, he had uh, 10 contested possessions, seven score involvements, eight intercept possessions. And I thought he had a really good game for us. So uh, four votes to Nick Hind. Uh, but with the five votes, James, I went to Zachary Merritt. Um, and what I liked most about Zach's game was seven tackles. Uh, sorry, even better than that. Uh, no, seven tackles. That's right. Um, seven tackles, but also, you know, 27 disposals, which, I mean, we sort of, that's almost a, a given for uh, for Zach, but it was the way he used the footy. Um, uh, so he had uh, six clearances, um, you know, went at, uh, yeah, 77.8% efficiency, uh, seven score involvements, uh, four intercept possessions. Um, so I thought he had a, a really good game for us. Um but how about yourself, Jamie? How'd you read it? Yeah, we, we went quite a bit different uh, this this week or the previous week. We I went five for Parrish, and um, yeah, I'm not forgetting his horrible uh, turnovers, but I just felt the way that he kept winning the footy 
um, trying to get us going was admirable and I thought his uh, second half was really important, um, especially that third quarter. So I gave him the five. I gave uh, four votes to Nick Martin. I really liked his game. Um, yeah, he doesn't win the hardball at times, but uh, in and that's, yeah, holding tackles and so forth, that's something you'll have to pick up as he grows into his body, mate. Yeah, I think that'll be an area of improvement for him. Yep. Um, but what he does is uh, very good, the way he uses the footy and, and takes marks and so forth. So really wrapped with him being added to our list. Sam Durham, I gave three votes, mate. I thought he was really good. He took a number of key marks that we really needed to hold and uh, his endeavours always there and you know, really liked his game. Uh, two votes for Jaden Laverty, similar to you, mate. Just always take my hat off to him. He, he battles hard every week and um, yeah, he's usually giving away a few centimetres or kilos against his opposition, so... Not a good game from Jaden. I actually gave one vote to Ben Hobbs, mate. I um, yeah, really have uh, admired the way he's come into the side. You know, you'd like him a fractionally taller, but that's who he is. And you know, uh, a lot of people have said, even prior to entering the competition, uh, he's going to be a similar player to Joel Selwood. And if you have that said about you, um, it's a pretty high standard. So... Um, yeah, we haven't seen too many ducking free kicks yet, so maybe that's not right. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's one for the Geelong people. But um, yeah, no, I think that uh, you know, Hobbs uh, definitely is a player that uh, is going to give us a lot of enjoyment in the years ahead. Yeah, absolutely, Jane. Um, no, he's playing well. I think he might have actually um, got a free kick for. For high, as he uh, yeah he seemed to have ducked his head into a tackle there, so um, perhaps the so would uh, uh, sort of typecast fits, but um, no, nah, that's fair enough with your with your votes, Jane. Um, it's probably good we we have a bit of difference because uh, if it was too much the same, uh, it'd be pretty um, yeah pretty boring stuff. So um, look, I'll go through our um, our total tally um, up until the buy of the the twenty twenty two season. Uh, so down the bottom. Uh, with three votes apiece, we've got uh, Dyson Heppel and Tom Cutler. On four votes each, you've got Andy McGrath and Jai Caldwell. Ben Hobbs, Sam Durham and Waterman all have five votes apiece. Zach Reed and Jordan Ridley have seven. Matty Golfi has 11 votes. On 12, you've got Archie Perkins. 14, Jake Kelly. Uh, Jaden Laverde and Sam Draper on 17. Uh, Dylan Shield has 20 votes. On 23 is Nick Hind. 24 is Zach Merritt. 25 is Peter Wright. On 29 votes is Mason Redman. Uh, Nick Martin is on 41 votes. And out in front remains Darcy Parrish with 54 Don's Cast medal votes. Mm, yeah, definitely not a high count. That's for sure, mate. Um, you know, so you know, Darcy's got the torch at the moment. But, um, yeah, I expect... Uh, Few players that will make a run at him before the season's out. No, now lucky he'll probably cop an injury at some point. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see on that. But um, yeah, when we come back, mate, from the break, we're going to do our by the numbers segment. This time we'll go through each and every player, and we'll rate them 
what their uh, score was to our eyes pre-buy, mate. Yep, beautiful. And you're listening to Don's Cast. And what we're going to do now is go by the numbers. And rather than doing it just for the game against Port, we're going to be doing it for the first half of the season. We start off with Andy McGrath. Yeah, it's an interesting one, James. Um, yeah, because again, he was supposed to be one of these ones who's had a really good pre season. Uh, but I just haven't seen that translate to his performances out of the park, James. I think he's had a, a fairly substandard um, first half of the season. Um, you know, moments of good here and there, but the moments of bad as well, like that um, you know, kicking over the shoulder seems to have crept into his game every now and then. Um, and I just haven't seen him break open a game like you know, a lot of us think we've. he's got the capability to do. How do you see it? Yeah, well, he's reported to be injured now, mate. Um, he was injured during the week, apparently. So with a, a groin I think injury, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, uh, you know, I, I think the club had finally worked out that he plays his best footy on that half back line, mm-hmm. and I think that's where he looks most comfortable. Um, yeah, I think we wanted to make him a a gun on baller, but just not in his attributes at the moment. Um, so I think he should play down back. Look, he's, uh, I'm just looking at his st- stats. He's played 11 games this year, mate. So yeah, he's pretty been out there each week. Um, if you can remember last year, he finished on the sidelines basically um, with that PCL injury. Um, but I, I can't say he's made a huge um, strides in his game. Uh, you know, I think you know, we've taken a long time. He's now uh, 24 years old, right? Um, you know, he's, so he's been with the club for nearly six years. And um, yeah, I guess with, when you have the number one pick in the country, you, know, you would like to have a bit more than what's been presented to us so far. But I still think he's got great leadership um, and let's hope that uh, uh, he's a player that wants to stick around with the club. Uh, he's averaging 22 disposals, um, eight contested possessions, which is pretty good. And, um, you know, like, he's a competitive player, but I just think he needs to be played on that back line where he can apply that even more. Yeah. Uh, we move on to Sam Draper. Yeah, Sammy Draper, again, um, you know, we've, we've wanted him to, to really break out. He, he was pretty quiet, um, you know, for the most part of this first half of the season, uh, but it's, you know, started to you know, show that physicality again uh, in his game. Hasn't uh, come out to show him, you know, be a dominant force and, um, you know, in any stretch of the imagination. He has had moments where, you know, we all, can, we all know what he's capable of. Um, but just hasn't really put out in the park there. Um, his, his uh, I suppose, tap work, um, you know, while effective, he's, he's getting a lot of taps, James, but it's not actually going to the, the advantage of our midfields. Um, 
So uh, another area of his game where he's yeah, got to work on work on his ruck craft, um, and, and certainly his kicking uh, remains a, a problem of his game. Um, yeah, none of that I think is insurmountable because um, his athleticism um, and his want for the contests and stuff like that is um, they're, the, they're the sort of unteachables um, and they're quite strong. So uh, yeah, if we can yeah work on his actual craft, so kicking uh, yeah the rock actually like tapping it down someone's throat rather than the opposition's um, that'll yeah grow his game. Yeah, exponentially. Um, but I'm still happy that we've got you know, 11 more games in tune. You know, we'll continue to get more games in tune throughout the season. He'll continue to develop because um, I think, you know, once he uh, becomes fully confident, um, you know, in that ruck position, uh, he'll be able to take the competition uh, by the scruff of the neck. And that's, the, I suppose, you've just got to be, I suppose, patient with that, uh, I suppose, evolution of him as a player, that development of him as a player, Joe. Um, so uh, he, he's definitely one I'm, I'm comfortable uh, being patient with. Yeah, I think for Sam, you know, he's 23 now, so he had that one year where he lost because of the uh, ACL. Mm. Uh, yeah, and we know the footy wasn't always his first game, as yep. you know, with his soccer background, he's, he's certainly developing. I think he'd like to find a bit more of a footy. You know, he's only averaging nine disposals. Um, it's pretty average, um, mm. and he really hasn't taken huge marking contests either. Um, mm. So I think there's certainly uh, areas of his game that need to improve, but he still shows a lot of promise. Um, I think you know, he could be a player that has a much better second half of the year, um, as long as he can say keep his body uh, free of injury. Uh, um, still like what Sam does. I just think he needs a little bit more, um, need a little bit more nous, which should obviously be teached to him or taught to him. But he needs to find a, a way of finding some footy and also to take those marks on a more regular basis. Yeah. Darcy Parrish, mate, he's leading our Don's Cast Medal votes, and uh, yeah, he's the 24-year-old, uh, same age as Andy. Um, yeah, you know, he's he's played his eleven games. And, you know, he, he's in the elite category of disposals at thirty-five. Um, not a bad average, is it? Um, mm. Contest the possessions fourteen, which is in the elite category again. Um, so there's a lot of uh, areas that he's very good at, but he does have some limitations too. Yeah, he does. Um, you know, decision making being one of those. Um, but look, he's an absolute gun. Um, I don't think anyone uh, questions that. Uh, I do think he he sort of struggles, and you can see his frustration, obviously, from a poor game. But uh, you know, where we just don't seem to have a lot of players that go with him, that can stick with him, um, that continue to execute the game plan, um, you know, or the, the sort of level of level of effort required. I think that's one thing that um, yeah, he'll continue to you know, push through whatever he'll find the footy. Um, but you know he needs to find that ability to bring other people into the game um, rather than you know bombing along where the you know, your disposal effectively counts for nothing if it ends up in the opposition's hands. Um, I suppose is how I see it. Um, but I mean, again, he's he's 24, so he's still developing. Uh, but we just need to 
um, yeah, get more players around Darcy Parish. You can you can stick with him. You can um, actually, uh, I suppose, make sure that those disposals become effective um, and show up on the scoreboard because yeah, you can get the ball five hundred times, uh, but if at the end of the day your team walks walks off kicking two goals three. Uh, it counts for nothing. So, um, you know, he, he's an absolute gun. Um, yeah, obviously like the way he goes about it. Um, but I guess, um, yeah, uh, the club really needs to um, you know, start developing everyone else on the list um, to yeah, kind of uh, reach out to that standard. And, and likewise, Darcy needs to bring other guys into the game um, because, yeah, it's never been a, a one-man game. No, definitely not. And twenty-five-year-old uh, Kyle Langford, mate, he's uh, had one disposal for the season. That's because he was picked against Geelong, and everyone can remember he's doing a hamstring very early in the game. Yeah. Um, we've really missed him, and he's been out at training today, mate. And must be some chance to at least have a look in for the game on Friday night. Mm. Uh, probably more likely for the. Uh, the following game, but uh, we've really missed Kyle because he could uh, rest forward and kick your goals as well. And, uh, yeah, he's got that 192 centimetres, so he's got that height that you need as well. Um, so I think we've really underestimated how much he valued by us, and uh, let's hope he has a much better second half of the year. So, James, yeah, getting back from injury will be uh, it'll be a sight for sore eyes. Yeah, definitely. Well, one that's really required because, uh, as I said, um, we've missed his uh, ability to go forward and kick goals. He's quite a good goal kicker. Dev Smith, mate, he's 29 now. Um, and he's got to say he's had a pretty poor season again and a lot of that will be in regards to his uh, degenerative knees, which we, we knew about. Yep. But um, have you been disappointed with your season? I have. Um, you know, in that, you know, he, he's a bloke. He, he shows a lot of promise and endeavour. Um, you know, a lot of tenacity at the footy. Um, but you can just see he's a guy who's like frustrated because he's, uh, you know, he's he's uh trying to cash checks that his uh you know body can't follow through with. So, um, uh. You know, even though he, he can come back and lay a few tackles, um, that's the most we get out of it. Because yeah, you look at his, um, I suppose his his match averages. You know, he's yeah under ten disposals uh, per game, yeah, under six kicks per game. Uh, yeah, one mark maybe per game, and for a small forward averaging you know less than half a goal per game, uh, you can't say that uh, he's he's met up. Um, yeah, with any of those sort of KPIs. He does lay um, two to three tackles um, per game, but, um, yeah, as a small forward, if, you, if you're not hitting the scoreboard, um, if you continue to, to give away uh, frees, it can, it can hurt the side. Yes, there's been times where I thought his nickel has been uh, really good for us, but um, unfortunately, uh, yeah, there's no... Uh, niggle box, um, which you know, equates to you know, score involvements, um, uh, realistically. So, I have been, uh, I suppose, disappointed. But I, you know, I, I would dare say, 
definitely be pretty disappointed in, in his season as well. Um, not only just the output that you see on the park, but um, I suppose just his body at, at the end of the day uh, isn't allowing him to play the kind of footy that I'm sure he'd, he'd love to play. So, yeah, it's a, a bit of a sad one, but, um, yeah, I, I think it's about time for us to, to make a call on uh, on Dev. Um, He's still um, contracted for next year, mate. So yeah, yeah. Um, it would have to be a retirement for him to not be on the list. Mm. And um, I don't think he's got that kind of attitude, mate. So um, he might be one that we look to move on. But... No, but I mean, even so, like one thing he he does have is like that he, he's got a willingness to train on. I think he can uh, show a bit of leadership. So if he said to uh, Dev Smith as much as he wouldn't like it, look, mate, unfortunately, you're going to be playing VFL next year. Um, you know, if he's contracted and he's happy to see out the contracts, um, yeah, he would be an absolute boon for our VFL side who, that absolutely lacked leadership down there, Jane. Um, uh, but, you know, if he says, no way, I'm not bloody doing that, um, yeah, and, and seek opportunity elsewhere, then I'm sure he'd get our blessing. So um, I suppose, yeah, there's going to be some tough decisions that need to be had at the end of the season. Um, you know, if he if that fires him up, puts the fire in the belly and makes him uh, want to sort of come out, you know, next year and um, show what he's worth, great. Um, but we can't keep continuing to accept uh, this sort of low level of output. 21-year-old Jai Colwell. Um, great to see that he's been able to get on the park most games. He's only missed the one game with that AC joint. But... Um, yeah, like he doesn't get a whole heap of minutes on ball at times. Um, probably is deserving of more um, because he's averaging 18 disposals a game. You know, he's got the 2.9 clearances a game. Where he rates above average, mate, is the uh, score involvement, 6.4. So he um, certainly knows how to set us up and... Yeah, I think Jai's definitely got another level to go to. Um, but I think a lot of his uh, opportunities will depend on the coach. Yeah, they will. And I think he'll he'll get those opportunities. Uh, like, I think we can all see his ability to find the footy, uh, his, his willingness to get involved in a tough contest, to, you know, be that bloke under the pack to you know, try and feed the ball out. And it's one of those things, like, he's only 21 years of age, Jane, because I suppose... Um, yeah, GWS put a lot of time into, into his development um, and he had his injury issues there. Uh, he's had his injury issues with us, obviously, last year. Um, yeah, didn't see him on the park much. But you can see when he's in the side, he, he does um, show the capacity to, to value-add quite a lot. And I think um, yeah, he'll continue to uh, develop and, um, yeah, a bit like a slow burn, James. I'm, again, I'm, I'm happy to be patient with the Jai Colbal type who um, shows that willingness to... Uh, to get involved, um, yeah, all the time. He's, yeah, I think one thing he needs to work on is his uh, sort of fitness level to get involved. Yeah, you know, more often play more minutes. Um, yeah, whether it's on ball, um, yeah, because we'll certainly need a bloke like him around the stoppages um, more often than not. Um, so um, yeah, I'm quite liking um, just the mere fact that we've got another ten games of experience into this kid, and. Um, yeah, looking forward to seeing him develop more and more as the years go by. 26-year-old Zach Merritt. Um, 
you'd think he'd have to be captain next year, mate, um, at this stage. Uh, but he's, uh, yeah, he missed a few games, but not as many as we thought when he went down with that syndesmosis uh, injury. Mm. And he's only missed three games of the season, and, uh, averaging 30-odd disposals a game. Uh, you know, he's he's had a good year. I, I don't think he's been totally outstanding, but he's been um, he's been very good in remembering him coming back much earlier than we anticipated with that injury. Yeah, and but, yeah, a lot of us were worried that he, he might have re-injured it. But um, look, while he came back and he yeah he wasn't uh, fully firing at one hundred percent, James. Um, He's just shown his footy smarts, his willingness to, to find the footy and get involved. Um, yeah, so while he hasn't you know, been at full stride this season, you'd have to say, um, yeah, he still played you know, quite solidly uh, in all games. Uh, I'd be very interested to see how we go at the end of the year if we do choose Zach Merritt as captain. He's a guy who does set high standards um, of himself, whether he'll set those you know, with the rest of the group. Um you know, I'm, I'm thinking that, yeah, the, the makeup of the list, you've got a lot more guys who seem to be very driven. So I'm thinking of a Mason Redmond. You, I'm thinking of an Archie Perkins. I'm thinking of a Ben Hobbs. Um, these young guys who seem really driven and, and want to succeed. You know, perhaps um, Zach's sort of um, standards will, uh, I suppose, sit better with the likes of those guys as opposed to people in the past who, you know, thought that, oh, I was being a bit tough on them or anything like that. I think now's the time we really need to set standards for the club. What do we stand for? Where do we want to go? If we want premiership success, we have to train like that. We have to play like that. Um, and it's playing tough footy. Um, it's not shirking contests. Uh, it's, you know, it's not finding just a loose footy on the, on the outer. It's going in there and finding yourself. And I think, um, yeah, if Zach Merritt can bring that to the group, all the better. Um, so, but that'll remain to be seen. Uh, but certainly for his own performance, uh, yeah, he's playing well. Um, certainly not to, you know, the standard I'm sure he'd like to see. Certainly not the standard we saw last year. Uh, but still playing a, a very decent role for us. Like, what do you reckon, Jane? Yeah, no, like I said, uh, surprised how little footy he missed um, for that big injury that we thought was going to railroad his season. Mm. Um and he's come back and he's still our best kick, I believe, especially in contests. Um, so you certainly value him being on the ground. And I just think he's going to have a boom second half of the year, mate. I think he's set up for it. So let's hope that's the case. Absolutely. Um, ben Hobbs, he's only 18, mate. And he's uh, still, you know, he's worked his way into the senior footy. He's played seven of our, our mm. games, mate, which is, yeah, fantastic for a first-year player. Yep. Um, you know, he's averaging 14.6 disposals per game. More importantly, he's getting some uh, contested footy time uh, in that centre bounce, which uh, Truck seems to be reluctant to give other people too many opportunities. Um, he's a guy who's forced his way in on times. Yeah, he has, mate. Uh, and I quite like um, you know, what, he, what we've seen from him, uh, his ability to find the footy. Um, and his willingness to get into the contest, he he certainly doesn't um, lack for commitment, Jane. Um, 
and you know we've seen at times he's got involved in a couple of scuffles. So yes, he's only eighteen and he's he's been pushed off uh, pretty lightly, you'd have to say. Um, but as he continues to to grow and develop um, yeah, as a more mature footballer, um, yeah, he won't be pushed off so easy. Uh, so I'm I'm really liking that he has forced his way into the side uh, and that he is performing uh, to a fairly solid level. I don't think he's played like taken any game by the scruff of his neck and or anything like that. But there has been times, James, where you thought, geez, this bloke has the capacity to um, or, uh, to show that he, he's one that if the ball, if the game was on the line, he'd be one that would stand up. I would trust that he would stand up in that moment um, and do his his best to uh, yeah, get a win for the red and black. Uh, yeah, it's not every play you could say that about. Um, so uh, no, I'm, I'm quite liking what I'm seeing. Uh, so seven games of development into him. Um, yeah, hopefully a lot more uh, by the end of the season. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to seeing him continue uh, to develop. Twenty nine year old Dylan Shield. Um, Played the 10 games, mate. Um, he's only averaging 19.9 disposals, so let's say 20 disposals per game. Mm. Um, he's still averaging 4.7 clearances, which is above average, um, which is good. But, yeah, he's, of those 20 disposals, only, let's say, nine of them are kicks, so he tends to handball more. And only 3.6 in terms of score involvement. So... Uh, lots of things that Dylan needs to improve in. Um, uh, you know, I thought he started the season better, but I think the last few games especially, he seems to be a bit bereft of confidence, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, he does, mate. Um, which is a shame because we all know that, um, yeah, at his best, he's an All-Australian player. Um, but uh, unfortunately, he just hasn't shown that kind of form uh, yeah, wearing the red and black, um, yeah, and certainly, yeah, last um, few games, like, yes, he's got his you know 20 plus disposals, but he hasn't really been damaging with those. Um, you know, one, one thing he, uh, I suppose, I don't know if it's been directed, but it looks to be a direction, um, that he's had to work on is his tackling, he has shown a, a more willingness to tackle. Um, you know, certainly in the last couple of weeks with seven tackles and four tackles respectively, um, he still hasn't you know, made an impact on the game. And I think realistically, uh, you know, he's on you know, upwards of 850 grand per year, James. You'd expect uh, a bit more output um, you know, from that sort of cash you put into a player per year. Um, now, yeah, in terms of his own training standards and stuff like that, Obviously, that's that's well known, but yeah, we don't pay someone to train well. Uh, we pay them to perform out in the uh, football park for us, and it just hasn't come through for us. So, um, look, I, I'm hoping the boys get around him and um, you know get some confidence back in him, um, because at the end of the day, he's an Essendon Football Club player. He's um, yeah, he he does have um, skills that you know. Other guys don't have like that burst of, of pace, um, that sort of bigger body, the the ability to win clearances. Um, but uh, yeah, his deficiencies in his game, like his um, yeah accuracy, yeah with his boot, his um, yeah unwillingness to pull the trigger uh, when going towards goal, uh, those sorts of things are, are kind of hurting his game. So um, yeah, certainly a lot of uh, areas he needs to work on. Uh, 
but the, the biggest thing for mine seems to be his, his confidence. So, um, yeah, let's hope the boys can get around him and, and get him up because, uh, yeah, at his best, he can be a very damaging player. 24-year-old Aaron Francis um, made there's a lot of talk about him this week. Uh, he's still in limbo with the club because of contract next year. And uh, even on Twitter today, there's a few people saying that the Adelaide clubs should be into him. Um, could be a surprise packet for them. Uh, I think for Aaron, um, his confidence is a huge part of his game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think yeah, he keeps coming in and out of the side, which is obviously not going to give you any confidence. Um, yeah. So, you know, if I can pick that as a fan, then the club surely could. So um, I think they're not prepared to say to Aaron, look, mate, you've got the green light, you're going to be playing week in, week out. Uh, all we ask for you is that, your efforts there, and uh, we'll be backing you the whole way. Um, just try that kind of language with him, see if that gives him any confidence, because um, being in and out of the side must be tough, and he's only played four games this year, mate, and mm. really hasn't impacted too many times on a game. Um, you know, so lots of things he could do much better, and yeah, I've got a feeling that he might not be wearing around in black at the end of the year. Yeah, it's a, a bit of a shame, but I mean, realistically, um, for Aaron Francis, I, yeah, I, I just you know wish all all sort of happiness and stuff to him. Um, yeah, he's he's done his time, um, yeah, with Essendon, and unfortunately, he's just not getting the opportunity I think he deserves. Um, if he did choose to. Um, you know, seek a trade to an Adelaide club, I think he'd, he'd go with the blessing of all at Essendon um, if that's the best thing for him. Um, yeah, I still have confidence he, he could be a, a great player of the AFL. Um, but unfortunately, you know, this year particularly, um, you know, we've thrown him up forward and, you know, it's been a game here, although we, we haven't actually consistently tried him up forward um, and said, no, no, we're going to back you in. Uh, as you say, James, we've brought him in, taken him out. Um, so that that doesn't breed consistency or uh, or uh, sort of or trust. So um, I, I think you know so. what I'd like to see done, mate. Mm. Uh, if we are talking about putting Stewart forward um, to give Francis a backline position, yep. and and just say because oh, that's where he's played his best footy. Many years ago now, but we all remember that purple patch he had in the last 10 games of, you know, that might have been back in 2018, mate. Yeah. So that's how far back it was. But um, yeah, him and Devin Smith lining up the competition. Yeah, they were, uh, yeah, he was just looking amazing. Um, yeah, and unfortunately, he's never got back to that standard. But, um, you know, I, I think he's, as, as I said, a confidence player. and being in our forward line give you no confidence because the ball doesn't come down very well. Yep. Um, be very hard to read. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind trialling Stuart forward and Francis down back. Um, you know, for the rest of this season at least. You know, we're not playing finals, so just make a decision and go with it. But um, yeah, that's what I'd like to see happen. But yeah. it's not a key, key position. 
player though, Jake. He's not. No, he's not. But he's a, size. He can play taller when he goes for his marks and so forth. So yeah, you got Zach Reed to play the taller positions. You got Ridley who is taller than um, Francis. Um, you know, so I don't see why it can't work. It's just you know, Liberty's playing undersized fullback. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, there's your three taller players, and then Francis is your mid. Uh, you know, third third man up. You know, if it's at the mm. expense of Kelly, then so be it. Um, yeah. But you know, I, I would like to see us to give one last crack to a player that we picked in our top five or six draft picks in the in the whole country, mate. And yeah. uh, we certainly got that one wrong in retrospect. Um, you know, especially when you see players like Charlie Kerno and Harry Mackay. Uh, you know, out there, you know. Leading our opposition, the Blues, uh, so well. Oh, so. I, don't, I don't know if I agree with that, but I think it's a it's a blow against our, our play development, Jane. Um, yeah, that's been a, a constant, you know, throughout Essence, um, yeah, the last 10, 15 years at least, Jane. Uh, we just haven't developed players. Like, we've picked them based on talent, but, you know, you still got to develop them properly to, you know, play certain positions and, um, you know, play into systems and, so I, I personally think we've uh, you know, failed players like like Francis to um, you know, to play at their best, um, and and certainly at his best, you know, Francis has shown he can he can do great things on the football field. So, um, yeah, it's good to I suppose have a bit of revisionist history and and say, oh, wouldn't it be great if we had this bloke on the park or that black bloke on the park? But you know, <laughs> would you be any certainty of uh, Essendon you know, developing a kernel as well? Um, as others, I'm not completely sold, uh, but certainly I understand your argument. Like, yeah, it'd be great to have a um, you know, Harry Mackay, you know, playing at our forward line and uh, and kicking goals in an otherwise uh, you know, dysfunctional forward system. Yeah, um, 24 year old Will Stalling, mate, he's uh, played one game this season. Um, and even that was short-lived. Mm. Came back from a calf injury. What looks like to be made. Uh, the call was made too early. Yep. Um, didn't last out of half, I don't think. And no. um, yeah, he, he must be pressing for a return. I think now. So yeah. Um, yeah, he must. He might be some chance to come back this week. But yeah, he, yeah. This is a player that came third in our best of Ferris last year, mate. And. For the season, he's had five disposals. So uh, lots of reasons why you know, our side's been unsettled. And having such a workmanlike player out would be uh, definitely, you know, definitely see why that's happening. Um, you've got players like Will Snelling who bust a gut to try and um, have an impact. Yeah, it's uh, disappointing for him that, um, yeah, he's missed... Um, most of this season with that injury. So let's hope he uh, comes back into the side soon, Jane. Yeah. Uh, Tom Cutler, um, every time you think he's almost there, mate, um, he reverts back to... Uh, he, he certainly had an improved season. But he's played eight games this year, mate. And yeah, he's, uh, his metres gained. He's almost 400 metres a game gained with his kicking. Um, but... Uh, Contested possessions, he's below average, four and a half. Um, he's averaging 18 disposals and only 4.3 score involvement. So, um, yeah, I think with Tommy, 
he's learnt the craft of finding the footy, but still not using it to the best advantage, I don't think, at times. Yeah, I think what you said at the start there, James, uh, like almost there. Uh, and that's kind of been the, uh, yeah, his, his career, really. Like he's got all the tools to um, yeah, be a really good AFL player, but um, he's just almost there. So, yeah, he's getting up, you know, up near that sort of 20 position mark per game, which is good. Um, you know, he's shown, you know, when he goes in a bit of a run, he can, you know, carry the ball for us. Um, and he's actually shown a lot more in terms of his marking ability this year. So he's averaging five and a half marks, which is um, yeah, at the elite end, which is um, uh, which is interesting. But, uh, yeah, I suppose it's that contested defensive side of his game, but he's still got to work on. Um, I, I, that's not his, I suppose, natural uh, kind of game. But I, I think, you know, you get what you're going to get out of Tom Cutler. Um, uh, he's certainly one that, um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see a bit more physicality from. Uh, but that's just not who he is as a person. Um, I think he's, he's shown improvement in that area. Um, you know, he's shown willingness to tackle and you know, try and get a few more contested uh, positions. Um, but I think uh, what we're seeing now is about as, as good as we're going to uh, see from him. Um so I think, look, he's had a solid season for us, um, but I, I personally don't see him as, as part of the future when we talk about a successful Essendon football club. Yeah, well, he's 27 years of age, so he's in the prime of his career, mate. So um, that's the old prime. Yeah, that 26 to 28 should be your prime. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's in that field now and yeah, certainly can't lock him in for a position. Um so that probably says where he's at. Um, Nick Cox had a shocking second season, mate. Um, yeah. First season was full of promise, especially the way he started it. Um, if you can remember the unicorn tags, mate. Yeah, um, yeah he, he, had, he was the one in his generation player, but really came back to earth this year. Um, how much of that is his body wasn't right? I'm not sure. He's had a lot of ankle problems. He's now out for at least another 10 to 12 weeks. Um, you know, with that ankle injury, and, and it gave us an extra selection in the mid-season draft. Mm. But um, 20 years of age, uh, plenty of time to rectify his career, and you know, hopefully, he can just write this one off and come back as you know, uh, as a new player basically next year. Yeah, you wonder how much of it is, is down to growing pains and um, all the rest of it. Like, grew another, you know, a few centimetres and packed on, was it like 12 kilos or 12, 13 kilos or something like that, you know, from the previous season um, uh, to now. So, yeah, that's a lot of growing and uh, certainly still looks uh, fairly rake thin. So he's got a bit more more to go. So, it, you know, potentially could be a bit of a blessing in disguise. Hopefully, you know, while he's off his feet, um, just lock him into the gym and get him to work on his upper body, Um I'd be saying because, uh, yeah, he still uh, looks like a bit of a whip of a kid. Um, in terms of his um, yeah, capabilities, I think we all know that he, he can be quite a capable footballer. He just hasn't shown it this year. I think, you know, he did show signs of a bit of a void of confidence. Um, yeah, a bloke two metres plus tall, um, you yeah, know, only getting a few marks a game. Uh, he's certainly capable of much more than that. So, look, um I personally see, yeah, the silver lining in everything, and and yeah, as much as it, you'd much rather see him, um, 
you know, get a few more games under his belt. Uh, perhaps, you know, this time that he's able to, you know, focus on, uh, I don't know, just, you know, whether it's gym work, building up his body, um, getting a bit of coaching, perhaps watching some games from the sidelines and seeing how, okay, this is what we're doing with it. You know, if you were playing, this is the kind of role you want to play. Um, because when he was out there, he kind of looked a bit lost. So hopefully he can get a bit of direction uh, from this period out on the sidelines. And look, he's signed up for another couple of years now, James. So uh, I'm going to back him into, uh, yeah, to develop over the course of the preseason and uh, going into next year. But certainly, uh, as you said, this year, um, yeah, didn't put his best um, yeah, performances out in the park. Yeah, and look, um, yeah, Nick Cox definitely uh, haven't given up on him, mate. I think uh, he's going to be still a very good player for us. Um, Jordan Ridley, he's still only 23, mate. Um, mm. uh, I've got to say, I've been disappointed with his season, uh, and that's probably because his standards were so high. So mm. he's still averaging you know, 19 disposals a game. Um, yeah, he's he's ranked very high in um, intercept marks. Two, he's averaging two a game. Uh, one on one, he's uh, rated as elite as a two point eight. Which I don't fully understand those stats, mate. But um, I kind of got the concept behind them. But uh, he's he's marked as elite in that. But um, yeah, he's a, he's missed a couple of games this year, but he's played nine and. Um, as I said, it just hasn't been the same polish that he's always had. I, I find his kicking used to be like like a laser beam, but I just think that's lost a little bit of confidence. I don't, I'm not sure why, but um, yeah, he used to be the most assured kick. Yeah, well, him and Zach Merritt. Um, yep. I don't have that same confidence every week anymore. No, he's... Uh... He seems to be missing a, a bit of dare about his game is the kind of way I'd describe it. Like he doesn't go for those um, those bullet kicks that cut the opposition open. Um, yeah, and even kicking out of back out of the back line, he seems to go for that safe option towards the wing as opposed to taking the game on and kicking through the middle of the ground, which um, you know he's, he's shown he's quite adept at. Um, so whether that's yeah, as a result of you know, kind of positional change with the introduction of Jake Kelly into the back line or, uh, or what it is, I don't know. But, um, yeah, the club needs to sort that out because certainly it's not allowing uh, yeah, Young Ridley to, to play to the best of his ability. Uh, he's still playing solidly, um, but uh, not to the level that yeah, we've seen him perform at uh, previously. So, um, But, you know, we all know he's a, he's a gun player, so he'll, uh, he'll continue to... Uh, to get better, and we'll see him uh, back fit and firing. Um, yeah, soon. I'm, I'm, I'm rather sure. Yeah, uh, Jaden Laverty, uh, he stayed pretty much injury free this week, this year, mate, which was always a battle for him. Played the eleven games. Um, yeah, he, he ranks above average in disposals, meter gained, uh, intercept possessions, and uh, he's elite in the one on one, five point one score. Um, so he's done well as an undersized fullback generally. Um, and you just know every week that, you know, if there's an effort stakes, uh, he'd, he'd be leading it. I just reckon he's a, he's had a great year and it says a lot about him for a player that has all those injuries to, um, still be as tough as anyone in the contest. Yep. Absolutely. No, he, he battles all game. Um, yeah, he, 
He might not win every contest, Jane, but you know he's going to make his um, his opposition number, you know, earn every kick he gets, earn every mark. Um, yeah, he's racked up yeah numerous amount of intercept positions um, throughout the game. Um, but the thing that's really pleasing for me is just the fact that he's, um, he's he's battled some games through injury. We've seen a couple of games where he's gone down fairly early, but continued to go. No, nah, the team needs me and lifts. Um, and I think that can't be understated. Um, yeah, he, he's played a number of really important roles for us, James. Um, and you know, back to his performance week in, week out, he's always first picked uh, for mine just based on his uh, like the role he plays, uh, but also just like the way he conducts himself, his, his effort, his tenacity, um, his toughness around the footy. I think he's um, yeah really important for us. So um, no, I've, I've loved his season, and um, yeah, looking forward to seeing much more of Lav. Yeah, Archie Perkins, mate, he's uh, been the pick of the top three draft picks, if you ask me, in terms of his second year's uh, efforts. Uh, he's definitely been the player that um, has really stood up. Uh, he's still played mainly as a high half forward, hasn't been given exclusive rights to the on-ball, but I've noticed the last few weeks uh, Truck's been more keen to give him opportunity in the midfield, um, how do you see his season? I think he's uh, yeah playing really well. Yes, I'd love to see more um, midfield time from that, and that seems to have um, uh, sort of started to play out last couple of games. I think um, against Port or no, I think it was Port. Um, I think he attended the most centre bounces out of any Essendon player, um, which is uh, uh, which is testament to his continued, um, I suppose. Um, yeah, willingness to uh, to fight out a contest and um, yeah, show value to the side. Uh, look, disposal numbers. He's not setting the world on fire. Like, uh, yeah, he got sixteen disposals against Port. Um, yeah, before that, um, been middling range, so nine to twelve, a couple of sixteens, and so every now and then a twenty at the start of the season against the Cats. Um, but what I'm really liking from him is, um, yeah. When he does have the footy, he's, he's really poised with it. Uh, but he's also shown that more defensive side of his game, like laying a number of tackles every now and then. So he had five tackles against Port, he had five against Swan, six against Hawthorne in yeah, otherwise sort of low tackle number games. Uh, so he, he, obviously he's hit the scoreboard a number of times. Um, so I'm, I'm quite liking uh, you know, what I'm seeing from um, Archie Perkins. I think, uh, you know, he... He uh, he's really developing quite well. Um, again, yeah, another eleven matches we've got into him. Yeah, hopefully another eleven uh, for the rest of the season, um, and then another preseason from there. But uh, certainly at, at the age of twenty, um, he's he's shown that uh, he's up to the level. And uh, when he does take the game on, he's uh, he looks pretty he looks pretty good. So um, yeah, looking forward to seeing him um, grow from strength to strength. Uh, James Stewart, uh, he's 28 now, mate. Uh, this might surprise you a little. Um, been around for a while. He obviously, started his career at the Giants. Um, but uh, yeah, well, he's obviously missed a fair bit of footy this year. He's only played for three games, um, and I think we all remember that game against Adelaide, mate, where he 
looked like he could have touched the ball um, mm. and let it go through. Yep. Um, but I think that's probably the most thing that stood out to me all year about uh, James. He he certainly um, has got very safe hands, I would say. Like I'm pretty confident in his marking. Um, his kicking can be – he has got penetration in his kick. So um, yeah, I think he can have a much better um, second half to the season to he, for him if he can stay – uh, you know, stay out in the park. Uh, certainly required because uh, we need those bigger bodies for when they're available. Certainly do, mate. Uh, yeah, look, I, I think you know you obviously didn't have the greatest um, you know, first half of the season. Not only uh, due to the uh, sort of injury, but also the, the games he played he wasn't setting the, the world on fire. But he is still one that I I back in. I think he. Um, he plays a role for us, um, and certainly a very important role uh, down back. Um, yeah, as much as his one-on-one contested ability um, yeah, doesn't always, um, you know, win the ardor of the fans. Uh, you know, he he does show fight um, each and every time he goes out there. Uh, his intercept marking, uh, his ability to use the footy can be quite good, even though he has, uh, you know. Been guilty of a, a brain fade every now and then, um, but I still think there's a lot of good footy left in uh, in James Stewart. So, um, yeah, looking forward to getting him back in the side, um, which should hopefully be this week uh, against the Blues, James. 32-year-old Michael Hurley still racing against the clock to get that send-off game, it sounds like, mate. It doesn't mm. sound like he's, uh, <laughs> he's on the list for anything much more. Um, you know, obviously... We really missed the bear. Um, yeah. It's yeah, really sad the way his season the last couple of years have panned out for him. Yeah, um, he was such a reliable player for us, mate. And yeah, it's uh, yeah, he's on the last year of his big contract. He's on about eight hundred thousand a year, mate. Um, yeah. And that was largely back payment for going through the saga. It sounds like, but um, yeah, yeah it sounds like um. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're really gearing him up for a send-off game and that, and that might be about it. Um, yeah. It's been sad to see the way his uh, career's petered out, isn't it? It is, mate. Um, but I think, look, uh, in terms of a, a cold business decision, uh, it would have been easy to put a line through him and, um, you know, potentially... Uh, you know, call him out early. Uh, I suppose the retirement of McDonald, Tim Woody and uh, the injury to Nick Cox has, um, I suppose, uh, meant that Essen didn't need to make that decision. Um, but I actually, I do quite like that the club is trying to do everything they can to at least allow him a send-off game um, because he's certainly one that has bled red and black uh, you know, from the time he got here. Uh, yeah, he was the, you know, uh, it was one of the first ones. I think it was Kyle, uh, Hooker was first, and then um, uh, Early signed on a second, or uh, not very soon after when the saga happened. When uh, you know, yeah, the likes of Collingwood throw big money at him, um, and he did stay with Essendon at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, all Australian, yeah, down back has yeah saved many a game for us. He's actually won us. Some of his own boot, James, if you remember his time up forward. Yeah. Um, 
but it, and this is the unfortunate side of footy where it's through you know no fault of his own it is just through you know injury hard luck and, and illness that has um you know really thwarted his um you know last few years at footy which is um really sad i'd love to see him get up for a send-off game jane um if at the very least you know a quarter as a super sub or um whatever we do to to sort of get him up um because he's certainly one that deserves a, a send-off um uh and, and will be sorely most uh, sorely missed rather by the club yeah i thought we were going into the new zealand uh Sorry, mate, for our New Zealand listeners, by the way. Um, (laughs) um, Nick Hind, mate, he's 27 years of age. um, And the only reason I'm saying these ages, by the way, is something I'm interested in. So, um, you know, like, uh, yeah, 27 years of age, he's been a a good find considering we lost Sadi. I think he had patches. Uh, at the start of the season where he looked a little bit uh, down on confidence when he yep. found his way out of the side. But he still played 10 games of footy, mate, and um, his metres gained is still 451 metres, which is quite high. And he's one of the few players that really takes the game on and looks to have a bounce and so forth. So, um, you know, uh, um, he's one that I hope that they keep persevering with. Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, I obviously gave him uh, you know, quite a few votes because he does take the game on. He, he tucks the ball under his arm and goes for a run, takes a few bounces and uh, shows some real dare with his, his kicking. And, um, yeah, I quite like what he brings to the club. It's certainly a point of difference. And we really miss him when he's out of the side. I mean, yeah, when he was out for that elimination final, Jane, that was a big loss to us. Uh, we certainly missed his drive going to that final. So, um, look, as, as much as, you know, uh, the vast majority of his games for the first half of the season weren't to the, the stand that we know he's capable of. He stand, started to find that spark back. So, um, yeah, hopefully he carries that through for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, Peter Wright, mate, he's uh, had a, a decent season, hasn't he? Um, you know, he just had a couple of games where he has not been able to impact, but he's still only 25 years of age, right? Mm-hmm. So, yep. still got plenty of footy ahead of him. And uh, look, I think he'd be a much better player if Stringer um, and Jones had played full seasons um, and even Langford. So, you know, he's getting a lot of work put into him because he was basically our beacon up forward. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he still had a very good season in terms of, you know, his, his output. Uh, he's had a couple of real quiet games, as you mentioned, and... Um, you know, like his goal kicking, you know, you, you always feel pretty self-assured when he's having a shot. Yeah, you do. Um, and realistically, uh, when we started the season, if you said you were going to get, you know, two-plus goals game out of Peter Wright, you'd be pretty happy with that. And he, that's exactly what he's done. He's kicked the 25 goals um, throughout the course of the season. Um, you know, uh, he has been, um, I suppose, more limited in more recent games. I think you know, clubs have really found him out to say, okay, if you can um, if you can stop Peter Wright kicking goals, you can stop Essendon um, you know, kicking scores. So um, you know, put an extra one down back. They they put a man between him and the and the ball carrier uh, to disallow that ability to run into it. Uh, but it's also 
you know, been a result of his lack of actually, um, you know, leading up for footy, I'd have to say. Um, so that's an area of the game he really needs to develop. But as you say, Jamie, he's 25 years old. There's, um, there's plenty of time for him to continue to, um, to develop. Uh, and I think, you know, he's still tracking well for, like if, you, if he um, continues this season, he'll have kicked 50 goals. And it's been a bloody long time since um, an Essendon, um, yeah, forward is, is kicked more than what forty odd. Um, yeah, I can't remember what Jack Stringer got last year. It, was, it wouldn't have been more than four. No, I think he got forty-one. I think. Yeah, low forties, and yeah. like realistically, like we haven't had big goal kickers for a long time. So, um, I think Joe Danaher in twenty seventeen maybe kicked sixty-eight or something yeah around that mark, but. Um, yeah, it's been a long, long time since we've had anything over 50 is uh, very rare for us. That's for sure. Mm. Certainly is. So, um, yeah, let's take for plenty more from Peter Wright. Uh, Dyson Heppel, mate, he's now 30 years of age. Um, you know when you're getting old yourself, I remember being at the game when he made his debut against the Bulldogs all those years ago. And, um, yeah, he, he went, went on to win the Rising Star that year. And, um just a bit of trivia, mate. I don't know if you remember before that Bulldogs game, before he started, um, there was some pay dispute and uh, the Bulldogs were trying to get Essendon to agree to sit at the start of that game in protest. So <laughs> <laughs> thankfully that never happened. But um, I always remember that Joe Watson had been approached by the uh, Bulldog captain... Uh, to sit at the start of the game to, um, to basically have a protest about this uh, dispute but um, never actually happened, but it was highly talked about at the time. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's a bit of meaningless uh, tri- trivia. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Dyson Heppel, I, um, yeah, I've got to say, like, he's fighting plenty of the footies, averaging 23 disposals, um, which is rated above average and, Intercept possessions is above average, um, 5.7, which surprises me because uh, I think one-on-one he gets beaten a lot, but even that mm. is rated highly in, in 1.5. So um, I reckon these stats that the AFL use are <laughs> uh, a bit of fool's gold sometimes because uh, yeah, I certainly wouldn't have rated him as above average in contests or one-on-one. Um, they have. Yeah, I mean... It's also, you know, I'll be holder. There's probably a lot of stuff us fans don't see that um, that gets picked up by others. Um, so, but I mean, like from you know, a fan's point of view, um, I think he's been solid in his his performance um, in terms of yeah, bracket up the footy. He usually uses it fairly well, um, but where he's lacking, Jane, is um, his pressure around the footy. Um, he's he's too slow to be able to actually pressure effectively. Um, yeah, his, his low tackle numbers, um, yeah, have, have been really uh, sort of telling for mine. Um, yeah, from 11 games to 19 tackles, to your name as, as a captain of a football club in the back line, which is, yeah, continually under pressure, James. Like a lot of the ball um, comes into our back line. Um, so now that we have the 19 tackles there, I think, um, yeah, speaks, uh, speaks sort of volumes there. Um, but yeah, I guess for mine the the main thing that um, uh, I guess I see that he's he's not doing part of his game is actually leading that back line. 
effectively. Like there might be a, a pat on the back every now and then for a player who's he's dropped his head or stuff like that. But that backline seems to be quite dysfunctional since the start of this year. Um, it certainly looked a lot better last year. Um, but obviously, yeah, whether it's through injury, whether it's through introduction of new players or whatever the case may be, that backline has not functioned well as a unit this year. Um, so and I, I, I think part of the reason he's, he has gone down back is to be that sort of general defence to, you know, uh, sort of get the troops working together and all the rest of it. Um, I haven't seen that from Dyson Apple. I haven't seen him, you know, get in the face of, you know, anyone and, um, you know, stick up for his players and, and that kind of stuff. And look, that's not the kind of player he is, but um, you think if he's if he's not doing those things, you know, what is the value that he brings to the, the club? Um, yeah, getting 20 odd possessions that, you know, really, um, as soon as it leaves his foot, you know, it comes back, uh, you know, tenfold anyway, because, you know, there's, there's, a, there's not much penetration on his kick. Um, he generally goes a safe option with his possessions. So, you know, potentially, you know, putting some, someone else in a, uh, I suppose, a more uh, precarious situation where they might be under more pressure. Um, and if the back line's not, not functioning because it's not led appropriately, um, I'd sort of question, you know, um, you know, those 20 odd disposals, whatever, what's the true impact or the true effects or outcome that they have on the game? And I don't think he's taken any game this year by the scruff of the neck, Jane. Um, so look, as, as much as the stats say, yeah, he's having solid performances. I, I don't think he's, um, you know, playing a massive role for us. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you reckon about that? Yeah, I agree. Like he's getting plenty of the footy, but many times he's handballing under pressure or you know, into pressure. Um, well, that's the thing for handballs. He, he's marked as elite, James. So. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> but like you can handball, it's like hot potato. So, um, and the thing is, because he lacks the yard, everything he does is under pressure. So. Mm. He doesn't usually have that time where it, that was one of his strengths was that he um, used to be able to have that moment in time and make smart decisions. Um, as far the time that's caught up with him, mm. he's uh, no longer has that you know uh, time to actually make the, des- the decisions, and sometimes they're coming up short. Stan Durham, mate, he's uh, twenty years old and been quite a fine through the mid-season draft. Um, and he's uh, played nine games this year. Uh, you know, he's an effort-based player. And like, when you look at his stats, nothing will jump out at you, mate. He's only had the 14 disposals a game. And you know, even his test of possessions are below average at 5.4 kicks. Everything's rated below average. But I don't know, there's something about him that says that, you know, he's a real, real goer and deserves to keep playing. Yeah, definitely. I think... Like from what we saw at the back end of last year uh, to this year, it, it's um, it sort of poles apart in terms of like last year he came in, he, he really took the, the side by storm, I reckon. Like in his effort, um, his, his actual use of the footy was quite good. Uh, you know, he's tackling pressure. The one thing we, we all noted was like while he's, he's got that willingness to tackle his technique around tackling um, wasn't the best. He needed to work on that to actually make sure the tackles stick. Um, uh, and uh, he sort of relented their uh, their ability to move the ball forward. Um, I don't think his output has been you know 
um, amazing this year. Um, and I think that you know, could potentially be as a result of looking at that um, sort of injury derailed um, pre-season. And he's come back and he's, he's just sort of trying to find his, his feet again um, and his role. Look, he, uh, he doesn't lack for, for effort, um, but his, uh, I suppose his composure, his use of footy uh, has let him down on occasion. But we've seen as he's continued to play more games, he's um, sort of developed that confidence again. And I, I, one thing I quite like about him is his marking ability. Um, he's shown that on a couple of occasions. So, like against Adelaide, he had seven marks. Against Port, he had seven marks. Uh, you know, even Sydney had five marks, and we weren't getting a lot of the footy, Jane, uh, on that night. Let me tell you. But um, <laughs> like he does have a point of difference, and I think. Like he's still young, still developing. He's got a lot of good tools. You can see, yep, he's a he's going to be a good AFL level footy player. I'm with you. I think you need to keep playing. Um, yeah, albeit like at the moment he's he's not setting the world on fire, but I still think there's a there's a really good player in Sam Durham. Yeah, uh, Harry Jones. He only played the one game, and it was last week against Port, or should I say, two weeks ago now against Port. Yeah, um, yeah obviously. Hard to judge too much, but um, gee, we've missed him because mm. he's everything that Peter Wright isn't. He'll actually search for the footy, yep. you know, make a lead. Um, yeah, like I, I love him in the side and you know, really happy that that's where he is at the moment. Just hope that, uh, you know, the injuries don't find him again. But, uh, yeah, I think we'll have a much more enjoyable season watching footy with him playing at centre forward. Yeah, absolutely, Jane. Uh, yeah, real shame that we haven't been able to get more games into him this year. Like young developing forward, he shows so much promise. Um, so, yeah, can't say much about this this season. Um, good to see him back, and hopefully, um, yeah, we get to see him play out the rest of the season and have a big preseason going into next year. And for those following along at home, twenty-one years of age. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one is uh, Nick Bryan. Uh, the 20-year-old Ruckman, uh, he's playing, um, he, you know, he worked his way into three senior games of footy. Um, he played the one last year, if you remember, against Carlton. Yep. Um, so it's good that he's, you know, was able to get those games while um, Andrew Phillips was out. And look, I, I think he's going to be a really good player. I just, yeah, I think he has great skills for a Ruckman. Um, he's actually a nice kick, mate, which, um, yeah, Ruffman aren't always noted for. That's it. Um, he's uh, 203 centimetres, so, you know, I think uh, he's still waiting for his body to fully develop. Uh, but I think, you know, he's one that I could see other clubs coming for at some stage. Yep. I know he's signed on um, with us, but, you know, I think that won't stop clubs asking the question. Um, and, you know, I think he's got a pretty good career as a Ruckman coming ahead. Yeah, absolutely, James. We sort of talked about it. He's, he shows a lot of promise. Um, yes, he needs to continue to develop his, his body. He's still quite lightly framed for a, a Ruckman. Um, he needs to sort of work on his ability to, to find more footy and uh, all the rest of it. But he's, he's shown his ability. He, he can use it quite well. He's quite agile for a bigger bloke. You know, even in the three games he's had this season, he's laid the eight tackles, which is... Uh, Again, isn't something that big men are particularly known for. Um, but one thing that can be a bit of a point of difference is, um, yeah, if he can show some ability up forward, particularly, 
um, that would be a huge strength to his bow. That's something that um, yeah, Draper um, hasn't shown a, an ability yet. Um, yet. Uh, yeah, hopefully they'll, they'll work on that. But um, Nick Bryan, yeah, he can mark well. Uh, yeah, he kicked that one goal, but I'm sure if he got more opportunity up there, he'd be able to kick a few more. So, um, yeah, he just needs to continue to develop, um, you know, get more games into him, whether that's through VFL or AFL. Um, you know, just to, I suppose, keep on working on that contested side of his game. But I've got no no doubt he'll be a very good um, AFL level player in years to come. And uh, it's on Essendon to um, you know, keep the Wolves at bay and, uh, yeah, keep him happy at the club because um, certainly we've, we've seen what's happened when uh, we haven't had Ruckman. Um, uh, yeah, we were sort of hugely reliant on, on Tommy Bell in his last years at the club and, um, yeah, we had to bring in uh, the likes of, uh, uh, what's his name, Xavier. Um, uh, oh, I've forgotten his, no, Zach Clark. And, uh, oh, Zach Clark, mate. That's the last yeah. one. <laughs> We are, uh, yeah, we signed up uh, Jonathan Giles as well. He, he never yeah. played a game for us as far as I can remember. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. We, yeah, he, did, he ended up playing the things, but like, not very often. I think he had yeah. a couple of games. But I, I remember um, another Ruckman we tried, mate, on a, a final game we went to, <laughs> Adelaide, Nathan Lover Murray. And then we fought with Charlie Michael Quinn from uh, Ireland. That's, that's <laughs> Uh, That's it. So, uh, yeah, so <laughs> Nick Martin, I mean, not Nick Martin, um, uh, Nick Bryan, rather. Um, yeah, he, he's got a real uh, bright future, I reckon. So I'm uh, looking forward to him continuing to develop in the red and black. Mate, a player that we've desperately missed is Jake Stringer. He's only mm. played four games this year. Um, been really hard to play without him in the side. At least he was a game. Yeah, he can be a match winner. If you're given opportunities, but um, yeah, we've really missed him. But yeah, it sounds like he's battling against the clock to get ready for this game as well. So he may sit out against the Blues as well. Yeah, and look, it's really disappointing because he has had that time off to, um, you know, I suppose make sure he recovers effectively and, and all the rest of it. And uh, yeah, if it's true, um, yeah, within 20 minutes of of training, uh, yeah, it seems to have flared up again, which is, um, yeah, really disappointing. Personally, I'd rather they just wait it out. Don't force him back. Um, yeah, get the injury right. Um, I'm hoping it's not the case of, you know, because in the past, if he's had an injury, he tends to, uh, you know, continue eating the same way um, and, and not doing the training. So he puts on a bit of belly. I'm hoping that's not the case, but, um uh, I guess we'll see what happens there, but we we really do miss um, Jack Stringer. Like, yeah, whether it's goal kicking, his his um, yeah running carry through the middle, um, his contested footy, yeah, particularly in the middle of the ground and getting involved in um, and that uh, yeah getting the clearance work and, and all the rest of it. Uh, but also just that point of difference has been that bloke who um, yeah gets the side up and about. Yeah, when he kicks the goal, he you know he he roars and yells and um, you know, gets everyone excited uh, and the crowd lift, the players lift around him and we just don't really have um, a player that sort of does that at the moment. So uh, hoping we can get him right, um, but certainly, um, yeah, he, when he did play this year, I think he was playing an injury and um, uh, yeah, we need him at his 
at his best if he's to be, um, uh, yeah, I suppose, uh, <laughs> like good for us, really. But um, yeah, well, he's 28 now, mate. So he's, um, you know, like he's got probably three really good years of footy left ahead of him. Mm. Um, so, yeah, hopefully Jake will put in the conditioning of that and stick with it because it sounds like with Jake Stringer, he finds that motivation during pre-season, but if he picks up an injury, just everything gets thrown out like a baby in bathwater. And, um, yeah. you know, like, I just think with Jake, he just needs that discipline, especially for those last three years. Um, if he wants to, you know, he, he always brings up this, yep, kids to feed and so forth. So he could actually prolong his career if he, you know, he can stay, you know, serviceable because... He's not a player that depends on a lot of possession. So, you know, I think he could play to 34 if he, you know, up forward in a pocket. Yeah. But he has to do the work and he has to have his body condition. And that comes at... You're Paul Chapman type, James. Yeah. Well, I don't see why he couldn't be like that. You know, yeah, um, yeah definitely. Uh, but as I said, he needs to get his body right and uh, be able to do the work. Get it going. Um, it says me 45 year old, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I hope uh, if Jake ever did listen to this, uh, you're my favorite player, mate. But um, <laughs> I would like to see you out in the park more often than not. Um, yeah, Kane Baldwin, mate, he's only 20 years of age, uh, he's played four games in his uh, I know he's picked up last year, um, but. He's played four games this year um, in his real first season of footy. Yep. Um, and look, very low disposals. He only averages 5.8 disposals when he comes into the senior side. Yep. Um, so he's having a lot of issues finding the footy. Uh, and some of his set shot kicking, mate, um, I've been a little bit, dis- little bit disappointed when uh, he's had shots um, directly in front. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I would hope that he could um, fix that part of his game. Uh, that might come in confidence. Like I said, it's his first real season of footy. So hopefully, um, yeah, we've, we've put the work into him because well, he's a big unit now at 20, mate. So, mm. uh, I think you know, in the coming years, if his uh, knees stay, stay sound, yeah, there's no doubt he could, he's going to be a monster of a unit. And, could be very valuable for us. Yeah, absolutely, Jane. Um, you know, one thing I, I quite like about his game, he, he seems to um, you know, fairly selfless. He um, yeah, doesn't mind putting on the block and um, trying to go for a tackle. Like, as a big bloke, you know, he's only played the four games, but he's laid the nine tackles in that, you know, forward line. So I think, um, yeah, he shows a willingness to, you know, be like a lot more than just one-dimensional mark kick. Um sort of forward. Uh, and, yeah, in terms of his actual accuracy in front of goal, yes, I'm, I'm sure that all of that does come down to confidence. But, like, at the end of the day, he has kicked a couple of goals now at AFL level. So, um, yeah, hopefully that'll help him uh, yeah, get a bit of confidence to say, okay, look, I can I can make it at the level. I just need to do the work to, yeah, um, yeah I suppose, get his, his craft and uh, his running patterns and all the rest of it. Down pat. I mean, we've all got to remember that he's had you know, two ACLs, um, so he's had a lot of time off footy. Uh, 
but everything I've seen shows that look, he's got the ability. He just needs to be, um, you know, given that trust and confidence to develop, uh, and then, you know, given the ability to to play, um, you know, blocks of games. Uh, yeah, again for his for his development, I'd I'd love to see, you know, if he goes back to the VFL and, and plays for a bit, I'd love to see you know, towards the end of the season we just say, oh, yep, you're playing the next five games, Kane. See what see what you do. Uh, see what comes out. Um, you know, no matter if you get zero possessions or ten possessions, we'll, we're going to play the next week just to see you know, what comes out of that. Uh, from that, he can go. Okay, this is where I'm at. Over the preseason, work on his uh, areas of development and uh, and go from there because he he does look like quite a driven bloke who um, uh, yeah wants to study and learn and um, get the best out of himself. I mean, that's the sort of that's everything we're hearing out of the club. Um, that you know, even during his rehab, he was he was hitting up blokes. You know, how do you deal with this? Um, you know, what can I do that can put me in a better better place to perform? And I think you know, one thing we saw there was like, look, he didn't play uh, for the majority of the season. Then he played the last two games, I think it was, of the VFL, Jane. Um, yeah. And I think in one of those, he, he kicked you know four or five goals or something like that, uh, at least three. Um, and I think. You know, that says to me, okay, yep, yeah, he's he's capable at the level, um, but we just need to, um, yeah, put time into him. So, um, again, he's another one of these players I'm more than happy to be patient with him, um, yeah, develop, because I think he, he can be a really serviceable player for us. Mason Redmond, mate, he's only 24 years <coughs> of age, would you believe? Um, yeah, so well, he seems to have been around for forever now. But, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, he's... Uh, Having one of his better seasons too, I think. You know, he's averaging the 20 disposals, 450 metres gained, uh, rebound 50s, 4.6, and you know, he's still taking 1.7 intercept marks a game, which is uh, above average. So, yeah, um, yeah, he's played the 10 games. He's missed one last week due to um, suspension. suspension. Mm. But, uh, yeah, look, he's still had his down game. I remember... There's one game where he played with zero confidence and it really, that's one thing with uh, Mason, you, you do see when he's playing down on confidence. Um, so, but when his confidence is high, he takes on the game and, you know, looks really polished. So, um, you know, obviously you see a big future for Mason and hopefully, um, yeah, you can get back into the senior side this week and, Set up, set us up many uh, forward attacks. Yeah, that's it, Jane. Um, you know, I suppose the first, I don't know, five, six games, um, from my memory anyway, he just didn't seem to have that that spark about him. It seemed to be a player really bereft of confidence. But since then, he's, he seemed to have lifted. And we've seen that Mason movement of old where, yeah, he's shown that run and carry. And, um, yeah, like he had a, a really good run of footy. So, like, you see, against the Bulldogs, he had 29. Against Hawthorne, he had 27. Swans, he had 19. Uh, yeah, Tigers, he had 29. And looked to be, yeah, really almost sort of tearing the game apart there. Um, yeah, as much as we didn't get the result, but he was one player that continued to push and push all game. Um, so, yeah, there's a there's a real good player in, in Mason Vermin. Uh, so hopefully after his suspension, he's uh, licked his wounds, it'll come back all the better for it. Um because he's certainly one that um, yeah does have that um, 
yeah, real ferocity sometimes um, at the contest. Um, yeah, as much as we don't see it in, in huge huge tackle numbers generally, uh, where we do see his abilities to sort of run and carry the footy, use it well by foot. Um, his marking is also a bit of a point of difference. Um, you know, he had 10 marks against the Tigers, um, which, uh, you know, if you've got the ball in your hands, it's time that it's not in the opposition's hands. So, um, yeah, hopefully he can come back and, um, yeah, just continue to work on his game. And, um, he, yeah, certainly we're a much better side when he's, uh, he's fit and firing. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Alistair Lord made he's attributed to playing one game. <laughs> but that was when uh, against the Hawks when we had all those late admissions. Um, yeah, like we we then saw uh, him come in as a sub. Mm. But unfortunately, one of the few times we haven't required the sub and he, he never got onto the park, unfortunately. So um, we are told that he's got lightning pace and yeah, he's still only 18, mate, so he's got plenty of time to show us what he's got. And um, I watched him in the VFL uh, the night after, or sorry, two days maybe afterwards uh, against the Hawks game, might have been the day after. And, um, yeah, he didn't get much of the footy, but what he did do was fast and you know, he really saw a real toe of pace that he's got. So, yeah, he might be one to look out for uh, in the coming years? Yeah, I mean, like, poor bloke. That's the way you, you debut. Um, you know, I still think that's a bit of a blight on the club, how they, how they manage that. But like, he was obviously keen to jump on if he did get the opportunity so he could see that side of things. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, everyone everyone loves him around the club, apparently, and you know, he's shown a willingness to just be a bit of a sponge and want to learn off everyone. So... Uh, he's still very small, James. Um, so I almost would have been uh, yeah, fearing for him if he did get out in the park. Um, but uh, as it was, he wasn't required. And I guess we'll see as the uh, year goes on if he does uh, get a game. But I'd probably um, yeah much prefer he develops a bit more in the VFL um, yeah, before coming to the senior side and yeah see how he develops over the preseason, James. Yeah. Now, Jay Kelly, we got a free agency uh, last year, mate. And, yeah, his best has been good, but, um, gee, he's had some down games as well. Um, and he seems like a player that's a bit down in confidence at the moment, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, yeah, he's uh, rated elite in one-on-one. Uh, he scored a 3.9 and intercept marks he's rated as elite, so... He's doing the things that we uh, recruited him for well, but uh, it just seems to be unlucky because when I'm watching the opposition, uh, he's always floating around when they kick a goal. So, um, yeah, 27 years of age, I guess, um, yeah, he's not, he's not a rookie. So he's uh, signed on. I think we signed him for three years in the end, mate. So, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, we've, we've taken a big punt with him. We, we, we rate him, obviously, and, um, yeah, I think this year is probably harsh to judge him on solely uh, because it'll be a test of time because, um, let's face it, none of our mids or forwards have really helped him because the ball's coming down so frequently. Mm. Um, of course, you're going to get some goals kicked on you. But, um, yeah, how have you seen his season? 
It's been a funny one, mate, because as you say, like his, his best has been really good. Um, but um, I think it, the thing that really disappointed me was, um, you know, we talked about one reason we brought him in for was to, you know, tackle that small forward problem that we've had historically. Um, but he's very rarely played on the small forwards, Jane. He's um, like, I suppose the good thing for Jake Kelly is he can play on, like he can play tall. So he, he has played on guys a lot bigger than himself. Uh, and he's done fairly well at that. But that means that we're not, we're, we're still not focusing on that area of weakness in that small forward um, area where they those guys continue to cut us up. Uh, and yeah, for mine, I've, I've found it pretty bemusing how, um, yeah, we, we've slotted him into the side, but that seems to have thrown out the whole structure of our back six. Uh, you know, we've seen, you know, when Jake Kelly hasn't played, the back six actually seems to perform better as a whole, as a unit. Um, so, you know, what is it about, you know, the role we're giving our defenders that means, you know, the introduction of Jake Kelly has all of a sudden thrown out our defensive system. I don't think that's Jake Kelly's fault. Uh, because certainly when you see him out of the park, he, he battles bloody hard, Jane. He continues to fight all game. Um, I don't think he's the most polished player. Um, yeah, certainly like everyone else, he's got areas of development for his game. But um, the thing that's interesting to me is, is like, how can the introduction of one player into your back six um, you know, be detrimental to the unit as a whole? And I think that's a... Um, you know, a question I would pose to the, the coaching panel to say, you know, what, what has happened there? What have you failed to address um, uh, that is effectively affecting the performance uh, of their defensive line? So um, I think for him individually, he's performed solidly. I wouldn't say, you know, he's, um, uh, he's been a game winner, um, but we do need to look at his role and, and what's best uh, for Essendon because, if his him coming in means the likes of a, a Ridley isn't able to perform that role that he's been so effective at, um, you know, we really need to look at okay, is there um, other ways we can skin the cat here? Um, but again, I, I I don't think that can be solely put down to uh, Kelly's performance. That's a that's a team problem. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, Zerk Thatcher. Or Brendan Zerkfatcher, um, just four games this year, mate. I've called upon him and at uh, 23 years of age, he's obviously got plenty of time on his side. He signed up last year for a couple of seasons, so he'll be around for a bit. And uh, I guess he must be starting to get a little bit frustrated not getting uh, regular appearances week in, week out. So, um, yeah, what, what do you think of Zerkfatcher? I know you. You don't have a lot of confidence in being a long-term fullback, but he's a very good backup, at least. Um, yeah, absolutely serviceable. I, I, yeah, again, I don't think anyone would ever question his endeavour. He he fights hard, um, you know, and he's shown he does have that level of toughness about his game, Jane. Like <laughs> I still remember when uh, uh, what was his name from from Sydney? Actually, punched him in the gob and. Uh, Broke his hand. Um, oh, that Heaney wasn't it? Heaney. That's it. Yeah, uh, and yeah, they <laughs> they cited Zerk Thatcher for for rough conduct. <laughs> yeah, you broke his hand. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's a very limited player, James. I, I, you know, I have no problem with them keeping on 
keeping him on the list. Um, if they, they go, look, you know, our, our backs are down, we need someone to come in. Um, but I suppose I, I always think back to uh, Michael Hartley, Joe, um, and look, as, as limited as he was in some aspects, like in some parts of the, the game, he was really good. His boys in particular was it was fantastic. He could you know, launch it down the throat of someone on the wing. Um, uh, yet we didn't keep hearts around. Um, whereas, yeah, others have you know, continued to uh, to play for us. So, um, look, I, I don't personally see Zerk Thatcher as, um, you know, a future best 22 player. Um but certainly as a backup, I've got no problem with um, with Essendon keeping him on the side because um, it's a position it's a position on the ground where we don't have a lot of depth, um, and when he has come in, he, he has performed solidly. I have to say that. Yeah, no, that's right. Um, Zach Reed uh, obviously had a shocking first year due to injury, um, and he got his one game last year. Made him remember against Brisbane. Or, yeah, poor uh, torrential rain and. Um, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, uh, that was been the only time we saw him, but he's come back and he's played the last five games. Um, and I think the club are showing a real eagerness to fast track his development, giving him some big roles. I remember against Tom Lynch getting that role and kept him goalless, mate, which sounds great. Um, mm. the fact that Tom Lynch missed about six shots, <laughs> you know, forget about that, but um. No, oh, you, I think, you take um, the wins where you get them. Yeah, that's right. But um, no, I think he's going to be a really good player. You know, one thing I haven't seen from him uh, as yet this year, uh, he's supposed to be an elite kick. Mm. I, yeah, I don't think we've seen that yet, so that might be coming in confidence. But, um, yeah, like he's a dependable kick. But, uh, I mean, I, I was told he's got like a laser beam kick, mm. you know, which will probably come when he gets a bit more um, confident. You'd be able to pull the trigger and having him and Ridley being able to do that, mm. you know, and even Redmond at times, um, they could be really good. And Massimo, if he gets his go eventually, um, might have some really good kicks coming out of the back line. Yeah, that's it. Um, no, I've, I've quite liked, um, yeah, Zach Reed's games this year. I, I was pretty, um, I suppose, wary of him coming in too early, Jane. Like, he's still very lightly framed, but. He's shown his ability to stand up in the contest and uh, and get involved. Um, so again, like Wally, he hasn't, um, you know, been all over an opponent. And you think, bloody hell, this this kid's you know taking the game by a storm. He's um, he's shown himself to be um, you know, quite competent down there. When he does get the footy, he's, he's quite composed, which um, is, is a bit of a point of difference for us um, <laughs> in, in our side. Uh, and he's actually laying some tackles, James. Like for his five games this year, he's laid fourteen tackles, and for a you know two meter plus um, you know strip of a kid, uh, I think that's um, yeah a real um, big sort of uh, yeah big raps to him, uh, and he'll continue to develop. And um, yeah, I'm quite liking his game, uh, and hope he plays uh, many more throughout the rest of the season another big preseason in the gym and, and see how he comes up um, Yeah, at the start of 2023. Yeah, still only 20 years of age too, so uh, plenty of time on Zach's side. Another youngster, mate, Josh Eyre. He's uh, 19. Uh, yeah, he hasn't 
been close to getting a game mm. by all reports. You know, he's still learning to grow into his body. And, um, yeah, he's has limited impact in the BFL at the moment. But um, I think the club still believes he's going to be quite a player and probably just needs to keep working on his body and, you know, picking up the disposal rate can take a really nice mark. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Josh Air, but there's not much to report on this front. No, uh, another developing tool. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll see how he continues to develop. Um, but, yeah, nothing to report from here. Braden Ham at 23 years of age. Um, he's played six games and some of those is the sub. Um, yeah, I think we're pretty disappointed in him. He's only averaging just under eight disposals a game, right, um, when he has played. And um, yeah, he's kicking only four and a half kicks a game. You know, he could be a, one of his strengths is uh, the way he uses the footy. Mm. But whether it be confidence or, or what, he's not. When he was in the side, he wasn't utilising his skills, I don't think, to the best ability. And yep. I guess the big issue with him is he is slight. Um, he's put on some weight, but he is slight and he really plays that way as well. Yeah, he does, James. Um, yeah, and when we say disappointed in him, it's more his output um, because we know he's, he's capable of more. Um, and I guess that that sort of um, makes us a bit more disappointed because if Burrard, if we thought he was a limited player and he, and he was performing that way, but I think he, you know, he, he can ha- have a bit of a point of difference. His running capacity, he does have a bit of a raking kick for such a, uh, I suppose, a, a slimly built uh, kind of guy, but he just doesn't use it, James. Um, you know, from his, his six games um, this year, he's... Yeah, and he has floated forward at times. Yeah, going to that forward line, he's kicked zero goals. Um, of his six games, he's laid six tackles. So if you're not putting, uh, you know, scoreboard pressure on and you're not putting defensive um, pressure on, like with a lot of tackles or anything like that, you're not you know, hitting the contest hard, you're not um, winning your own contested footy, you're not um, you know, making the other side earn it. Um, you know, you do question your value uh, to the side. Um yeah, he's gone back to the VFL and he's been racking up plenty of the footy. So hopefully, um, yeah, the messaging has gone out to him. Okay, these are the areas of the game you need to work on. Um, and, you know, he's applying himself at, at trying to um, learn that. But uh, currently, I'd have to say he's had a pretty substandard um, start to the year. Uh, so I, I think we will see him um, back in the senior list, uh, back at the senior side, rather, uh, yeah, at some stage in the second half of the year, but I'd want to see much improved performances from what we saw, saw in the first half. All right, 30-year-old Andrew Phillips, mate. He's uh, proven to be a handy pickup uh, all those years ago. He plays his five or six games a year and mm. um, generally is our, you know, comes in against the Grundy types and his older experienced body seems to be able to do the job for a few games, but never quite cementing his role. Yeah, you feel sorry for the poor bloke. I mean, it's it's been his his history. Um, looking at his actual um, playing history, James, the most amount of games he's played in a season was 16 for Carlton in 2016. Um, the rest of it hasn't managed more than 10 games, um, which is yeah, really quite astonishing because when he does come into the side, he plays quite a solid role. So, um, yeah, you feel sorry for the bloke, but, yeah, has... Um, 
played the four uh, games for us this season. I thought he's done um, fairly well. He's uh, certainly made his presence felt and um, has assisted Draper on occasion. Um, so I think he's, he's played fairly solid for the four games that he's played, Jane. 24-year-old Matt Guelphy, probably having his best season. Uh, yeah, his effort's always A1 on point. And, um, yeah, he's had his averaging of 14 disposals and yeah, playing as that high-pressure forward. Yeah, um, again, I actually think he's played really well this season. Um, look, he's, he's never going to be a world beater, um, but you know what you're going to get from golf. You're going to get, you know, hard-contested um, game, all game. Um, and that's, you know, related to, you know, whether it's tackling, whether it's getting a fist in to make sure the opposition doesn't get the footy, whether it's, you know, pressuring, harassing when he's playing a forward role. And I think that's... Um, uh, just a testament to him. He's he's getting the absolute most out of himself um, because you know he I I don't think he's uh, the most talented bloke in terms of his um, ability to kick the footy or anything like that. But um, yeah, you, you know you can depend on him to play a role for you at at either end of the ground whenever you're playing. So um, look, I, I think he's having a really solid season for us. And um, yeah, again, like surprising, he's only 24, James, because we picked him up as a uh, I suppose a um, mature age player. Uh, when he came in at 2018 and has played roles for us um, since that time. So, um, no, quite a good, good pickup for us. And, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll see him, uh, yeah, continue to um, play solid roles for us in years to come. Another player that's a mature age pickup, uh, Garrett McDonough. And, mate, um, I don't know if you remember the story of him coming in. He, he wrote to all the recruiters and, his one started to uh, Adrian Dodoro, dear Mr. Dodoro, the note that ended New Bombers eight year wait. That was yeah. the um, that was what we got when he uh, uh, came across and was drafted on the night. Mm. Um, so I've penned a few emails myself, mate, to <laughs> Dodoro because I'm not prepared to give up yet, and <laughs> I reckon that. Um, you know, if that's the kind of stuff that gets you recruited to us, then I'll give it a crack, mate. And why not, mate? Um, yeah, it's a bit of an unfortunate case for Garrett McDonough because everyone talked about his lethal left peg and, uh, you know, Dodoro himself said you don't draft a 25-year-old um, to play VFL the whole time. And, um, yeah, we just saw where Garrett McDonough's at a couple of weeks ago, James, when we had, you know, a lot of our halfbacks out um, due to you know, injury and illness and all the rest of it, and he still didn't get a look in. Uh, and that's that game that uh, Alistair Lord, yeah, yeah, Alistair Lord was a uh, sub for. So, yeah, yeah. And for more reports, those who watch the VFL, um, yeah, he hasn't really set the world on fire there. Uh, so it's a bit of a shame because, yeah, he's obviously done the hard work and, um, you know, he said he's invested in his body and all the rest of it, but it just doesn't come out for him. So, um, look, you know, we've, we've signed him on. I think it's for two years, isn't it, James? So he's here. I'm not sure on that. Usually when you recruit someone in the national draft, they get automatic two years. Mm. But I'm not sure if that applies if you're 24 or 25 when you get recruited. So mm. uh, the club might have an out. I'm not sure, but it's fair to say that He's never looked like knocking on the door to get a game. I can't even remember him being named as an emergency car. Uh, nor in the best uh, for the VFL. So, um, look, 
I guess, watch this space, but that's all we can go on for now. Yeah. Uh, one player that we did pick up that was mature age that's really shown a lot is Nick Martin. He's only mm. 21 years of age. But um, what a debut season for him. And, um, yeah, like everyone talks about Nick Dacos, now Sam DeConning and others. But, uh, yeah, Nick Martin, the only reason his name's not up there higher is probably because of our fault. This is a total. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean... He's been an absolute jet for us. So, and you look at, you know, stats, um, like, and obviously stats don't tell the whole story, um, but, like, in terms of disposals, like, he's, he's ranked up the elite end, you know, 21.5 for his position. Um, yeah, Mark, 6.4 per game. And, you know, that's been a, a huge area of um, deficiency for us for a while, that, that marking power, James, and he's, he's racking them up. Uh, you know, he's obviously... Yeah, kicked a few goals for us um, in his short time with us. Um, but the thing that speaks most about his um, his uh, his footy now, James, is just his composure with the footy, and that's been shown at both defensive end and in the forward line. Um, so he's been an absolute ripper of an addition for us, James. So um, yeah, fantastic uh, half of the season for Nick Martin. Yeah, now Cody Brand still hasn't got a game yet, but he was named as an emergency a few weeks back. Um, he seems to be making some progress as a key position uh, player, playing mainly at centre back in the VFL. Yeah, um, so it'll be interesting to see how he develops. I mean, obviously, idolised Fletcher and has been learning under him um, for a bit. So I guess we'll see what happens with uh, Cody Brand, but uh, I've not seen much of him uh, to speak of myself. So. Uh, yeah, I guess another watch this space. Mate, a player that I'm really interested to watch. Um, unfortunately, a foot injury has hampered him. There's uh, Patrick Boss. And, mm. uh, what I liked about him, mate, it might sound silly. He's been reported twice. And from all <laughs> reports, he's got a bit of mongrel in him. He's only 18, but if you look at him, mate, he's like a beast. He's, uh, mm. he's a big-bodied uh, midfielder forward. Uh, like, he kicked a number of goals in the BFL Um Prior to his injury, uh, even in a practice match, he kicked three or so. So, yeah, I think he could be uh, someone that we could really uh, look forward to developing. But um, unfortunately, his long-term foot injury has been hampering him. He's still got three or four weeks to go. But, um, yeah, I'm hoping to see Patrick Boss. Yeah, I'd love to see him get a game near the end of the season. Absolutely, mate. We need a bit of mongrel in the side. So, um, yeah. Sounds like he's he's got just that, and he's a big lump of a kid. So, um, yeah, I look forward to seeing him in the senior side when we get the opportunity. Another 18-year-old, Tex Wanganee, mate. He's, uh, he's really uh, jumped on, uh, got one of the SSP spots, and, um, yeah, he's played a number of games, a couple on the bench as a sub. But, um, yeah, I think he's worth persevering with, especially with the retirement of Anthony McDonald Tipmore. Absolutely, mate. He's just got something about him. Um, he's got that real excitement factor. Um, yeah, he shows a lick of pace and a bit of a... Yeah, he seems to have a real goal sense about him. So um, I'm really looking forward to him continuing to develop and, uh, yeah, exciting the crowds for years to come, Jane. Uh, Kean McBride, uh, he's been on our list probably two or three years now, mate. Um, he's 21 years old. Uh, doesn't seem to be on the radar of getting a game, but I've watched him a few times on the BFL and he seems to be developing, that's for sure. Yeah, he's a he's an interesting one. Um, I mean, look, 
it'll be a yeah, watch this space again. Uh, so I guess we'll see uh, how he goes, whether we persevere with him over the preseason and if he gets a game next year. But um, yeah, obviously limited visibility until now. Well, new player, Massimo D'Ambrosio. Um, yeah, obviously we don't know much about this guy yet other than his um, highlight clips, which seems like he's got a nice boot on him. And um, yeah, it looks like a, a good running back, uh, which we probably need after the Adam Saad departure. But uh, yeah, what did you think of his selection? Yeah, look, um, seems to be a good use of the footy. Seems to have good overhead marking ability. Um, short of stature, but um, look, you know, if he's a good user, we can certainly use that in the side. Yes. Um, and I think he's only just turned 19 today, mate. So I think he's just uh, just had a birthday. So um, happy birthday, if it was. <laughs> um, obviously, Anthony McDonald, when he's now retired, um, had a tough year, um, obviously, while he made up a decision what to do. Um, what did you end up thinking of, uh, you know, would have been unbelievable if somebody said to you last year, middle of the year, um, by next year he'll be retired. Yeah, like it's pretty sad, but um, I suppose you look at it the other way, like everyone's happy that, um, you know, Wallace come to the decision himself. He wasn't forced out. Um, he went through a process of... Um, I suppose working out what's important in his life and um, has realised, look, you know, his, his well-being and everything else is more important. His family is more important. Uh, and I think that's absolutely the right call for him. So as much as we'll miss him out in the footy field, Jane, uh, we all certainly wish him well for his uh, yeah, future endeavours. Yeah, only 29 years of age, mate. But um, as you say, if you're not happy um, to continue, footy's too much of a demand to kind of fake it through. So... I'm glad he made that decision himself. Yep. Uh, Alec Waterman, 25 years of age, mate. Um, so he's, uh, yeah, he worked his way into the side. He's played seven games. Um, again, sometimes as a sub, but, um, yeah, he's a great set shot for goal. He struggles finding the footy sometimes, um, yep. especially when the ball is not delivered to him uh, perfectly, and if you play president, you can't expect that. <laughs> That's exactly it, James. Um, <clears throat> yeah, look, you know, when he's got the foot in his hand, he's, he's got a good boot on him. Um, but, you know, aside from that, I, I think this year, even though they've um, sort of apparently worked in his running capacity over the preseason, um, he still seems fairly limited in his ability to find his own footy, Jane. Um, so I'd have to say, uh, yeah, um, you know, an average level of performance output. Um, but uh, look, we'll we'll see if he continues to develop and um, if, if the club has uh, you know, greater uh, plans for him because, yeah, he does add a different dynamic and, um, yeah, being able to actually kick accurately, um, but also he's got a booming boot on him. So uh, I guess we'll see if they um, yeah, continue with his running program uh, to see if he can fill another role perhaps, you know, pay a bit higher forward. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty uh, pretty tough being an Essendon forward at this stage. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Joy Menti, mate, uh, he's another one of those boys we selected in the mid-season draft. Uh, he's just 19 years of age, so 
uh, high pressure forward, uh, certainly a need for us and be interesting to see if he gets a game before the season's out. Absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, he looked pretty exciting from his highlights. And um, yeah, if he, if he can get, if he was getting four or five goals, gee, that'd be pretty handy if that translate to AFL footy, mate. Yeah. Um, now, Tom Hurd is the last player. Um, finally got through him, mate. Um, he's 21, <laughs> been on our list now for three years, would you believe? Um, and it'll be interesting to see uh, you know, if the club will give him a game. Um, we know his brother Alex is playing in the VFL as well now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if uh, either of the Herd boys are on our list next year. Yeah, certainly, mate. Um, look, he's uh, apparently developed um, to a degree in the VFL. He's starting to play more and more, um, I suppose, midfield, find a bit more of the footy, um, kick a few goals, but, uh, you know, doesn't sound like... Um, yeah, his body um, or his skill level is up to AFL level footy yet. Um, yeah, who knows? Um, he could find himself to have a bit of a point of difference. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've not seen him actually play, so I couldn't speak to that. Uh, so, yeah, I guess another wait and see, Jane. Yeah, it'll be all very interesting. Um, well, we finally got through it, mate, um, and we've got a call of listeners we still had some computer issues, so uh, <laughs> we're glad to get this through. And we know it's an extremely long, um, long episode, but we had a bit of catching up to do. So um, whether anyone is a marathon person that goes through it with us, uh, I'm not sure, but um, we have made it through this episode finally. Uh, well, if, there are, if there are some supporters after this time, mate, we know they're suckers for punishment. So uh... Yeah, <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> But at least, uh, you know, podcast is a good, um, I suppose, platform. You could you could do it over a couple of sittings. So, um, yeah. yeah, anyway, we we have fun just chatting and chinwagging um, about the club. So, uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, listeners get, I know, something out of it. Um, and obviously, we'd, we'd always welcome uh, you know, differing in opinions um, or anything else like that. So, if you have feedback for us, please. Uh, let us know. So donscastpod at gmail.com or at donscastpod on Twitter. And uh, yeah, obviously when uh, James chats it up on Blitz, uh, feel free to leave us a note there. But uh, yeah, thanks for sticking through with us and, uh, and listening again. And uh, apologies again for the late episode due to the uh, yeah, bloody graphics card in the, in the computer. Gremlins, mate. Yeah, that's right. That's the old gremlins. Um, I should also say, look, the BFL women, um, I think they finished on top of the ladder, mate. Yeah, mate, certainly did. So that's a fantastic achievement. Um, and a number of those players have been signed for our AFLW program, um, which we're both looking forward to. So um, looking forward to watching them play in the, the big league um, when we finally get our opportunity. Um, and lastly, mate, just a, a quick one. I just wanted to say that we had some really nice comments on Blitz um, because I actually put it up there, you know, with all our frustrations getting this episode up, mate. Um, I said sometimes, you know, as a smaller pod, we we sometimes wonder, are we just doing it for our own benefit or is anyone else getting value out of this? And we got, we got some really nice uh, replies from there. So I just want to say thank you to all those um, posters who did. And, like, it wasn't a reach for, um, for sympathy or, you know, a bit of pat, patting on the back. It was just... You get to a frustration level, 
And then you sometimes wonder, am I doing this for a reason or is it just for my own benefit or, you know, we're just doing it because now we're kind of obligated to it. Mm. Um, but it was nice to get those comments. It certainly was. Now, thanks all to those, uh, to those listeners. All right. Well, let's uh, finish this up, mate, so we can put it in the bank. And uh, <laughs> um, let's hope uh, Friday night, wouldn't it be great if we could surprise Carlton um, and celebrate our 150th game in real style, 150th year game that we're celebrating it, should say. Um, we've had to sit for a lot more than 150 games, that's for sure, mate. But, um, <laughs> yeah, well, let's hope that we can um, at least, you know, uh, yeah, I shouldn't say at least, but we should be aiming to beat Carlton. And we can't do it. Um, we should be trying our bloody guts out because they're one team I hate losing to. Absolutely, mate. Let's bloody stick it up then, blue beggars. <laughs> All right, well, till next time. Go Bombs. Go Dons.